Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Welcome back to Inside the League with your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano. Hey, how's it going this Friday? Um, tough, tough. Uh, not going to lie. Had my uh, second COVID shot, um, <laughs> which has put me on my butt. No lies today. But I, I was telling the rookies, man, look, I, you can hear the Advil in my hand. Got the water on deck, right? I, I, I took a lot of naps to try to get here today. Because it's the night before the draft, right? It's uh, the rookie draft eve, as you will, right? And uh, a lot of people will be um, selected tomorrow and Sunday. And uh, the SFL Season 17 will be locked in, right? So it's so exciting this time. Um, every time, right? Like, such an exciting whole bunch of different signings that came through last minute. A lot of teams came through it and, and, and filled up their whole roster, within that small period of time. Um, so it, it, it's, it's awesome to see kind of where things are developing and where things are going, right, from that standpoint, who, who, you know, what teams decided to do, how they decided to go. I saw a lot of uh, teams go generic kickers. Interesting, interesting uh, strategy there. So it's a the draft tomorrow. It's going to be uh, the first couple, I think round one in uh some of some of it will be cut off into two where it normally would be. So um, there will be that that first round tomorrow, and then Sunday we'll have the other rounds go through, um, and then the draft. So it's exciting. Schedule releases also came out um, not too long ago as well. So we saw who we we're going to be facing, and uh, if you listen to the show, you always know that this song that's playing in the background is. The fight song, basically, and we're ready for this this season to come up to really show what we we have possible, right? I think we got glimpses of it. Uh, the offense started finding some traction, and um, it, it's going to be something where we want to make our draft uh, selection uh, and, and starting that season. So tonight's agenda uh, tonight we'll be talking. Uh, rookie draft a little bit later on tonight. Uh, we'll talk about some of the mocks that came out recently, which I'm going to tell you have been so much fun to, to look at. Shout out everybody who does a mock draft. It is not easy to do. <laughs> so all my respects go to you uh, for doing it because, again, you you don't know what's on people's minds. So sometimes they may be like, okay, cool, yeah, let's, let's you know, look at this type of it's still, 
exciting to see what everybody's going to do. And as an analyst, which I will be on uh, on Sunday's show, um, that's where uh, I'll give my viewpoint. And I will use some of these drafts, right? some of these mock drafts that people mentioned. Uh, I think just like if you you see on on draft network and places like that, when it when you use other people's draft, it kind of helps as well. Got, give some guidance, right? And you can maybe talk about the oppose of it. Like if you don't think you might do this here, they make another route or another player in this situation. Um, you kind of have, you know, that the opportunity to use that with the mock. So shout out to um, Isaiah King and, and and the crew that went ahead and created that mock draft. Um, you know, uh, uh, Miller's mock draft came out. Um, I think I still saw my franchise. They had one, and um, and my twin screw. So shout out to all them, all them gentlemen that went ahead and uh, did a mock draft because honestly, they are um, <laughs> trying to get in the minds of, of these GMs. And uh, I'm gonna tell you, there's some really good information there. Do I think it's 100% right? No, it's, it's never gonna be 100% right. But I think the explanation side on where people's heads are at in certain situations is honestly, uh, you know, honestly what I love looking at and analyzing that. And then after, after we'll we'll get to the rookie showcase, so we'll have Aaron Alexander, fullback of the Lexington Miners, as well as Tazzy Blackwell, the linebacker for Birmingham Field, will be on. And then the last few minutes, of tonight will be uh, for any rookies or vets that will call in, right? It is uh, the night before the draft. I know there was rookies who wanted to be on the show that unfortunately I did not have a dedicated spot for at that time. But um, I, I do want to open up the show a little bit if they want to call in, want to go ahead and say, hey, this is who I am. Just really quickly, um, this will be your opportunity to, and uh, I, I know this is also open to vets if they want to give any kind of you know, um, advice or anything to kind of go forward on. Um, I was already told from one of my guests that they're going to jump on, which has an amazing story um, that connected to Portland. So um, I think it's a great vet that's going to be on air a little bit later on, who's going to maybe share some some advice um, from their standpoint. So very exciting show tonight. Um, and like I said, if you hear me get a little bit groggy on here, my apologies. I just want to take a shot. Uh, COVID yesterday have gone through the 24-hour period, so now I'm open game. So if you do hear me um, having some difficulties, hey, I'll be all right. I'm going to survive. So with this, let's go ahead and introduce our guest of the evening, rookie Aaron Alexander, fullback of the Lexington Miners. What's going on, Aaron? What's good, Nelson? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Well, I'm lying to you. I'm doing okay. <laughs> Just because I got like a COVID shot, it's sort of kicking my butt. Um, uh, listen, well, man, I, I definitely feel that. With uh, Word of advice, when you take the Advil, get some kind of caffeine in your system. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to. Uh, I have a day-to-day. Uh, and um, I have a tropical smoothie drink, um, which will help me kind of feel a little bit cooler uh, since I have a little bit of a fever, right? So, um, but I would take your advice. I mean, I had coffee earlier. I think we had that. Hopefully, that's something. But um, I appreciate you, you know, you being on. I've told you that 
you know, your name has been across this league for, for already being a rookie who is, is stepping outside of the comfort zone. Um, you do broadcasting. You're on you're on some show with myself, right? Um, mm-hmm. For the so you're doing a lot of great things in this league. So to have you on the show is a pleasure. I know you've been on Ashley's show. If, if I remember, is it Ashley or, or Dave? I know you've been on another show, or maybe you've been on uh, both. I was on I was on Ashley's. I have not been on Dave's show yet. I was on Tyler's for a couple shows though. Tyler, so you've been around, like you, you've been doing these 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 interviews, and I appreciate you making the time tonight, the night before the draft, to to spend here with us. Give give me uh give all of us some insight about who this, you know Aaron Alexander. And I appreciate you spending your Friday here with yourself instead of maybe you know doing something more entertaining. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So. Uh, for those that don't know, I'm Aaron Alexander, the fullback of the Lexington Miners. Uh, outside of my playing time in the SFL uh, minor leagues, I'm also a broadcast analyst. Uh, I'll be on the, the draft show on Sunday night with uh, Nelson Lorenzo uh, Lozano uh, and a handful of others. Uh, additionally, outside of anything SFL-related, uh, I'm in a couple other sim leagues that have uh, that I, I've kind of just jumped into since joining, uh, and then uh, in my professional career, I'm in uh, uh, a computer operator for the the Navy as a civil contract or a civilian contractor. Oh wow! All right. Well, thank you again. Uh, I'm guessing you serve. You're in the military now, correct? Uh, no, I'm just a civilian contractor. Well, well hey, I mean, hey, uh, you know, what you do is, is probably helping a lot of people out. So uh, that's really cool. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, this league, some reason connects you to other sim leagues. I, this is my first sim league ever. It's the Like, I'll get an invite to another sim league, to another thing. And it's awesome, right, because I had taken part, I had taken part in the, you know, the SSF. Um, with Eagle and, and Winkler and, and, and everybody over there. And I've been part of the um, league. Uh, it, it, it's kind of hard to keep up with all of them just because you, you want to give the same kind of attention that you, you give to this league. Yeah. Um, but it becomes a little bit tougher the more and more you kind of sign up. And then folks want to see activeness and all yeah, But, you know, at this point, um, and, and how many sim leagues are really out there? I had no idea until yeah, I, I joined either. here. So, <laughs> so let's let's start with your SFL story. So, how did you go from couch to field like that? Uh, Google, actually, uh, in one of the other Discord servers that I that I'm a part of, uh, the the conversation of simulation football was brought up. And uh, it was a slow day at work one day, and it, it just popped in my mind, like, hey, let's look more into this. Uh, so I literally just Google searched Simulation Football League. Uh, the SFL came up. I read up all of the, the details about it, and like, oh, this is actually really cool. So I joined, uh, oh, I think it was a week eight uh, this past season, and it's just been... A roller coaster ride from there between starting 
broadcasting and then the minor season starting. It's it's been wild. And and that's one thing I think is is a plus, right? In the sense of how active you've been in the league on your own, right? Like you you found, you know, the broadcasting, you getting kind of everything and and you volunteering to do it. I mean, it really doesn't make a difference and you're a rookie who's going to be on, on a panelist show about the rookie draft, right? Like that, that's <laughs> right. quite an honor. It's quite an honor to be in that situation. And um, you'll be able to give insight too from the minor standpoint. I think that's the part that a lot of folks surprisingly don't know much about um, the SFLM. So having yourself, I've gone through the SFLM, and I think it's such a wonderful program uh, that helps rookies you know, come in here with more confidence. Um, you know, when you go and jump, you know, the red um, you and hit you, right? So I think when you go through your SFLM side, you got your you got your Gen Chat and, and SFLM. You have a lot of different stuff on that side um, that that kind of helps you bring that into players. So you being on that panelist, man, it's awesome. I mean, you doing mm-hmm. things on your own really will help your case on in the draft, which I'll be very excited to see where you go. Um, now, any fun facts you want to share with us before we get into your actual play itself? Any fun facts you want to share with the guests this evening? So, I, I'm i going to share this now uh, because I haven't actually come out and said it to, to the league yet, uh, although it may be obvious by my... Uh, my like my mood message in discord uh and being it's pride month it also seems like the the perfect time to share this uh i'm an asexual aromantic uh so yeah that's 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 a fun fact about me (laughs) well i think the beauty about this league right i'm gonna tell you it's just the accepting of our, our our SFL culture, right? We all come from different walks, all different, different journeys, right? We go through open arms because we all celebrate this football thing we all enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's awesome that you, you're telling folks now because it, it is Pride Month, right? It is the time that, to, to celebrate, um, you know, the community, it's again. Thank you for sharing that tonight. Um, you know, this this is a great time to share, like you said. And um, you know, I know the league. It's something again that's so accepting of our league itself, of, of just different people from different areas. Man, it's awesome. Thank you for sharing that tonight. Um, talk about how you how you're enjoying being in the SFLM. So how do you taking outside of the whole league, right? I, I want to focus on the SFLM here. Um, strictly for the fact, like I told you, not a lot of people know about the league. So tell me, what do you, how do you enjoy being SFL? Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Like, uh, during the season, like before games, like, yeah, the, the teams that are going against each other will, you know, will smack talk, will be like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna come in, we're gonna storm past you. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, all of these rookies have so much respect for one another and the, the atmosphere in 
the minor league space as a whole is just full of that like pure unbridled camaraderie everybody in the minor leagues right now wants to see everybody else from the minors get drafted some to a point where they'd rather see uh you know some of the other players get drafted before they do or instead of them yeah. uh that's that's just the the kind of atmosphere especially now around the uh around the minors yeah i'm gonna tell you um this is a pretty strong draft um will i be the same level maybe gen one i feel like gen one had a lot of people in it they had seven rounds in in season 15 it was like seven rounds three days it was a spectacle right it was, it was a lot of work that was put into that like all shout out to cam and everything i get i know it was a lot um but that's what I love about this. You know, your, your rookie draft class is to really care for one another. And a lot of them do, right? You're going to carry these relationships into the majors like you're doing now, right? Like, you're in chat, seeing you around, you're just jumping in and chiming in and stuff. And you're starting to see that you're getting that confidence, but you're also understanding how the league works and you're jumping into that section. And what you're doing in the minors helps build up what the future of the majors is, right? Because you're going to come in with, I don't know how many rookies are being drafted. Let's say over, I think over 100 rookies are going to be drafted, right? If um, uh, there are there are 65 picks in the 65. Company. Okay, 65. So 65 picks. Um, again, that's a lot of people going into the majors, and that's a lot of people who are going to bring that same thing that you're talking about: the support, um, the you know, uh, wanting to see you be successful, will carry on into the league as well. So I'm excited to see that. Um, and I was going to say, too, uh, <laughs> the SFLM, the way that it's structured, uh, you know, I think that's an awesome thing as well, that you don't, in different sports, sometimes there's some selfishness where people are like, I want to be in the top 10, right? Um, and in this draft, I didn't really feel that. I felt like a lot of people had great things to say about one another, and as long as they could be drafted, um, they were more than happy to go wherever they wanted to go. It's really awesome that that's the experience that point I'm gonna yeah. tell you from what my experience when I came in I was a non-contracted player and uh, it wasn't that way <laughs> I didn't have you know the, the team that I was with uh, didn't really accept me and I didn't feel like one of the team members that, uh, that sold and then I couldn't get into the locker room I just see a whole bunch of buys and then boom I'm kicked out of the locker room right so I think what the SFLM uh, brings and as well as, like you said, the support, it's, it's pretty awesome being down there. And I love it because people have no idea how the miners work. Um, so to hear from yourself, somebody who's going through it, then they get a good standpoint of what to expect when you're getting somebody from the, from that uh, miner. So how did, you, how did that decision come from like, so, fullback kind of stems from uh, my high school days playing. In uh, playing, I only really played my my junior year. Uh, unfortunately, some uh, some circumstances came up my senior year, and I was forced to uh, leave the team. So I didn't really get to play much my senior year. Uh, but fullback as a position has 
kind of attracted me in in a way uh, because while it's still like it's still a, a, a offensive back type of role, it's more so supporting the running back, supporting the quarterback, as opposed to hey, I'm the star, I'm the one in the spotlight. My the way that I am, the way my personality is. I'm a lot more content and I get a lot more happiness out of seeing somebody else do really well because of effort that I'm putting in as opposed to, you know, I'm the one in, in the spotlight. I'm the one that's out there making the, the flashy plays. And while that does appeal to, to a certain type of people, uh, it's... It's just not something that I, I particularly want to step into, especially coming into something like this for the first time. Uh, so I, I felt fullback was the role that I wanted to fill when I came in. Also, there was only one other at the time that I joined, so that also kind of swayed my decision there. And so I, I got to know what the other decision was. But I do want to chime in and say that the, there's certain positions in the league that I would have willing to do, you know, support. Um, you, you'll find a lot of people want to be the superstar, right? The quarterback, the, the running back, you know, something something of the sort that really makes that impact. But there's kickers I feel like are always so unbacks. Uh, that, you know, our fullbackers in Portland, um, John Trusman, you know, has done a lot to transition from he was a fullback, he went to halfback, then went back to fullback to support the team. And um, it's very, uh, how do I put this? Like, it's, it's very appreciated to find people who are willing to support the team. You know, he every time he, he tells Zeke, hey, man, we're going to be blocking for you, me and Nelson. And we go out there and understand is for every team they need me in the block we're going to block the hell out of that give Zeke the best opportunity to get the most yardage um, and if we're asked to do anything after that you know protect our quarterback or or you know contribute on the offense well we can do that and you're right that position you're talking about is a very supportive necessary role in certain offenses that we focus heavy on running um, but what would that other position you said there was another position that you were considering or there was another position um that was mentioned what position was that uh i was considering either offensive line or kicker uh offensive line again because it's more that supportive type role uh that's also the position i actually played in my high school team uh i was the backup for the entire offensive line uh, and then kicker because my favorite sport is soccer. I will continue that train of thought until the day that I die. And kicker would take advantage of my knowledge of that into a, a football type of environment. And uh, it's also more of that like support role as well. Yeah, you got that support like you were talking about, right? And those are key roles. <laughs> you, you, I think it was last season that there was only like one kicker in the draft, and I was like, wow, you know, play that. 
lineman. When somebody's like, hey, I want to be a lineman, they, they really want to support their team because linemen don't even get talked about. There's a couple people who are linemen now who do an amazing job, but we don't get a chance to really talk about them because they support the play. People who decided to take the role because they want to contribute in one way, shape, or form, uh, those folks need to be praised as well as um, as, as well as recognized for, for making that decision to help their team be better. Um, now, when you did decide to create your fullback, who did you put your player after? Uh, initially, Derek Watt. But it's it since, yeah, uh, fullback for, uh, he's with the Steelers now. He was with the Chargers okay. uh, the okay. season before this past I was, one. I was, yeah, I was like, who's that? Okay, so um, Derek Watt, okay. The 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 lesser known third uh, Watt brother. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, man, he has the Watt last name. Um, yep. So you're telling me yep. that the Steelers have three Watts now. Right? No, no, actually, the other one yeah. um, went to the Cardinals. He he was rumored to potentially have came to the Steelers. Okay, so that's awesome. So yeah. what did you like about Derek Watt that you wanted to uh, model your player after? Uh, again, he, he filled more of that support role uh, for the most part, but when needed, he was able to, you know, the team was able to call upon him to make a big play or, you know, in like a short-yarded situation to get the the yardage to to continue a drive uh but since since then uh and a lot of a lot of this is more based on uh the build my coaches out of lexington uh you know decided to go with me which i'm i'm very grateful that they went this way uh i became much more block focused uh, to to the point where I, like I can, I can still contribute on offense if I need to, mm-hmm. but my role would be more like a like a like a sixth lineman or you know like a a backfield tight end basically. Yeah. Uh, where it's it's mostly run block and pass blocking, but if necessary, I can run you know a, a quick out route to the outside as a dump off. Uh, in in case you know my quarterback is under a bit too much pressure and just needs to get the ball away. Yeah, uh, I think having that first foundation, like you're talking about, of being able to protect, is a little bit more important. I'm trying just to have a more how do I put this um, receiving or or running fullback, right? Yes, you want to have that two-headed dragon um, type of situation where you have a really strong fullback and a really strong all the time, Jalen Wells um, and Hart. I think um, it, it works, but you got to have a good balance. And if your foundation can start first with, hey, let me block to give my quarterback time or, you know, go out so a running back can get that one extra block, you could give him an extra five yards, right? Um it's great to, to, to be able to set some type of foundation because if you try to focus on too many things, your player, will just, yes, will be balanced, but won't be good at one key thing. Mm-hmm. For run blocking and, and pass protection, 
um, versus uh, maybe going for receiving, but you have the capabilities to, which is great. And that's something that you, you can still progress. So that's pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Now, now taking it to the league standpoint, the league as a whole, what have you learned while being in this league? I've, I've learned a lot. Uh, the, probably the biggest is two, there's two really big things. The first being just how supportive the league is, uh, as a whole, uh, not just of, you know, the individuals that actually take the time out to, you know, talk to the rookies, get to know the rookies and, you know, the coaches there, but also, uh, you know, people like AJ that will dedicate parts of their shows to, to specifically talking to rookies. Uh, you know, people like Doug Day, who are just full of advice and knowledge uh, of the league as a whole and just of life in general. Uh, that's That's been the biggest thing, uh, is just, like I said, how, how supportive... Uh, the entire league is of each other. I think that's uh, really cool. And admittedly, when I stepped into it initially, not something I necessarily expected. Uh, yeah. But it's 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 a very welcome change of pace from what you may see from other communities. That's that's a good point. I mean, the gaming communities aren't always known to being the most thing, right? Um, yeah. And something I was worried about as well. Like, man, will I really be able to get along with people on here? And, and then you start realizing that everybody has has this common interest in football. So you, you always build that kind of base-level relationship through that, and then you get to people about where they come from. And it's so cool. Like, you know, I recently met Eddie Jermaine and TJ and Scott Johnson, and um, to get to know all those all those gentlemen and just talk to them and then, you know, to know which is very humbling. Um, and then to kind of get, like, you know, again, memories that they were sharing about, you know, different games that they played. And it, it was really great to see that. And, and I sat back and I was like, man, I wonder if any other situation other than this league will have all fit together, right? Because we're all, we all come from different walks of life. But we were all having a chat and really enjoying the moment just because of the SFL. So I think it's, it, we always talk about the people, the people is what really makes this. And the people who are genuine enough to do things that, again, they, they may be no benefit for them, but they see the benefit to the community as a whole. So they take their own time out to do it. Um, that's every podcaster, content creator, writer, um, every person who involves, you know, broadcasters, stat team, shout out to stats because I feel like um, that's such a difficult role that I have to give them kudos specifically, right? Um, mm-hmm. So many people giving up their free time um, to check on one another to, to support in some type of role. It's the people that make this league, um, and it's really awesome to see. I didn't expect that coming in either, that they were going to be such a supportive community. Um, like they see now. So um, what are the goals that you have in and out of this league? What are you trying to accomplish um, on the field and off the field? So on the field, I definitely want to win the championship at least once as a player. 
you know, it'd be it'd be great if whatever team drafts me, the the first season I'm there just goes on an absolute rampage and just storms into the championship game and wins like, you know, barely breaking a sweat. Uh, but you know, even even if it takes a while to to get there, even if you know maybe I have to to try my luck with different teams after after I get drafted and you know after the seasons roll by, uh, I, I definitely want at least one. Uh, yeah, more would be nice, but as long as I get one, uh, one championship. As a fullback, I'll be happy with with what my player has done uh, in the league. Uh, outside of that, I want to I want to keep doing the, the the broadcasting. I want to I want to get better at it. I, I want to you know maybe jump on Dave Axis's show as an analyst at some point. Uh, you know, do the the draft analyst show for next season. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, at some point I want to move into, uh, an offensive coordinator role once I have more experience within the league in general, uh, and can gain an understanding of what exactly goes into, you know, having that type of role. But that's, that's going to be like three or four seasons down the line that I would like, I w- I'd like to learn what goes into it and from from the beginning but i don't know if it's something i'd actively pursue until i'm about three or four seasons in the majors yeah I, everything takes its time as, as quickly as that happened um but when i got the opportunity i took it right like i was like you know what this is like my time to shine they don't mm-hmm. ever look at a rookie for to be a GM. So, you know, this is a great opportunity and this is with great people as well. Um, but I will be very excited to see um, how you how you progress in this league. Because um, I think you already do so much, to be honest with you. Um, it's awesome to hear the, the goals and the things that you want to accomplish outside of being a player. And uh, definitely with, with that can-do attitude you had so far with being a rookie and doing the broadcasting and even jumping on these shows. I mean, one day you'll get to access, right? Because, you know, we all eventually end up being on access in one way, shape, or form. Shout out to Dave. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but you already went on Ashley's. You're on mine. Um, yeah. You know, we appreciate it. Like, you're, you're starting to make these moves now. So we'll be very excited to see what you do in the future's end. Um, you know, future seasons, so we can see. Uh, maybe you might be even somewhere. You know, somewhere even bigger. Uh, maybe a league staff. Who knows? But uh, what do you bring to an organization? Let's let's go with that. So for for teams that are maybe listening, thinking about drafting you, uh, what do you bring? To, what would you bring into their organization? Uh, I'm going to use an analogy that I used uh, in the rookie show with Ashley last night. Uh, I am raw ore that wants to be processed and refined. Uh, I I want to come in open-minded. I want to learn as much as I can about the league, about the team, about my teammates, about the coaches. 
I... I, I guess to, to sum it up in, in a word, it would be open-mindedness and enthusiasm would probably be the biggest things that I bring to, to, to a team besides the broadcasting, besides, you know, wanting to jump on all of these different shows. Uh, it, it's definitely enthusiasm and open-mindedness. And I guess you could put throw adaptability in there too. But that I see, I feel like would be to to a lesser degree than the others. That was actually really well thought out, Aaron. <laughs> I think I, I always ask people this question. Sometimes I get a, a generic, I come as a team player and stuff. Um, but I think you you did a really good breakdown of what you bring to the organization. Now, what are you looking for in the backside, right? Like, what are you looking for back from a team? So, what is what is important to you in an organization, and what are you hoping to get out of it? out of that that organization well, whoever decides to draft you yeah well i mean uh, of course i'm looking for somewhere that's willing to you know accept my open-mindedness realizing that i'm coming into this wanting to take it especially my rookie season as a learning experience and help teach me and guide me in uh the right direction uh also, the the locker room atmosphere as well is, is pretty important as far as, you know, kind of maintaining the type of atmosphere I had in Lexington and with the minors. Uh, yeah, the the locker rooms in the minor leagues aren't always the most active, but when they are, it's always, you know, positive attitude, full of, you know, support for one another. Uh, if you know, somebody comes in and it's like, hey, my day's been terrible. Uh, I, I want the, you know, the, the type of locker room that will be like, oh, hey, is everything all right? Is there anything I can do for you? You know, to, to try and, you know, maybe not. Uh, how do I word this? I, I mean, the, the, the end goal for that would, of course, to be to, to make the individuals, you know, feel better about themselves. Or so they're not their mood the their mood for the rest of the night isn't soured because of something that happened, you know, at work or you know, what have you. But you know, also, you know, say it's game day, somebody has a bad game for whatever reason, because it, it's a simulation, it happens. Uh, I want the type of lack room that's that's gonna go to that person and be like, Hey, just an off day for you will refocus and try and make your game better the next the next week or the next whenever the next game is yeah and you know i'm gonna tell you for the most part you know i've gotten to know most of these gms a little bit less of owners but i got to meet some really great owners and that's why is automatic support I think there's different levels, of course, to a different degree, right? As, you know, there's a reason why Ashley has been the ambassador, uh, you know, back to back and, you know, countless nominations for it. He does it. You know that you're going to have somebody who genuinely, genuinely cares for you, wants to make sure you're okay. She does wellness checks. And during my injury, 
who's one of the SFL members outside of my team, of course, right? Well, like to seeing how you're doing, you know, through the process because my injury was a little bit more extreme than others might be dealing, you know, deal with in the sense of, you know, uh, in the situation that I was going through. And she went ahead and made sure that the league is still there when you're ready to come back, right? When you're ready to be back on broadcasting and be back on on the content team and and everything, that the league will still be here for you and it was a great, it was, it was amazing. And uh, I hope, you know, I uh, have that. It's just maybe in different capacities. But um, it's really awesome that you're sharing that with teams. So hopefully they're listening to, to know. I always ask that question because every player kind of looks for things similarly. But I love to hear from different viewpoints because then when you hear for this type of environment, hopefully teams gain that and said, well, if four of the five rookies say they're looking for this, then maybe we should start trying to create that or, or uh, embrace it a little bit more uh, to, to, to make rookies want to come. Now, how would you like to be remembered in this league? So once you hang up the cleats and you said, I'm, I'm done, how would you like to be remembered? I, that's, that's a tough question because like the, the obvious answer is, you know, I want to be remembered as one of the best like people in the league as far as off the field, but also one of the best players on the field. But, and well, of course that's going to be the end goal, uh, I I also want to be remembered as again I don't know how to word this exactly if if the possibility exists for for this to happen uh which will likely be difficult because the league runs on on one year contracts and everything uh, I'd like to spend my entire career with the same team, right? With the the team that drafts me, and I I don't know what the future is going to hold in that regard. You know, if you know the the team that I'm on has to relocate and they decide to not take me with them for whatever reason, or you know something comes up with cap space or whatever and they have to move me because of that it's not I know it's something that's going to be very hard to achieve looking at it objectively but that's that would probably be the, the biggest mark that I'd want to make is oh this team picked up this person this 26 year old closet nerd from the middle of nowhere Louisiana and he said you know what this is my team now like period end of story this is my team from the time that I've, I step on the field for the first time to the time that I retire be that you know 5, 10 however many seasons from now despite everything that went on within that organization he stuck it up with that one team 
it, it just has it just has a, a mystique and an appeal about it to me that I, I don't think a lot of other rookies would really not that they wouldn't think about it but maybe not something they're actively seeking out in the context of the SFL yeah and I think you can do it right um, you never know. I, I think everybody's journey is a little bit different, right? There's some rookies that move um, because they want to see how everything is. Uh, example, uh, you know, us, we, we have 19 of our 20 players re-signed with us, and a lot of them were rookies from season 15 and 16's draft. So, you know, we, we, we always told them in that process, if we then we leaving you, we want to see your success. And, again, each team talks about it, too. Hey, we're looking for – we're looking to get our rosters to be as set as possible, as much people returning as possible, because that's where you find consistency. So, mm-hmm. I don't think what you want to achieve is not impossible. Um, again, you know, it, it's, it's all on the team. When you get in there, you see how it is and see if it fits you. And, and, and Cam makes it a one-year contract because he doesn't want you to be here like, okay, cool. Like, or one season contract, sorry. In case you don't like it. What if you get drafted and it's not what you were promised? You want to be able to get out of that contract, right? You want to be able to have an option to leave if that's the case. And it could be the other way, right? Hey, I love what I'm doing and, hey, I want to continue it. So I think what you could be, what you, uh, how you want to be remembered can happen. Um, we'll just see what that first team actually, you know, the team that drafts you is, and, and you go from there. Um, mm-hmm. What do you enjoy most about uh, the league itself? Like, do you enjoy, I know you're doing broadcasting. <clears throat> you're kind of doing content with this section stats and all that stuff. Like, what do you enjoy most about this league um, uh, in those in those type of areas? I mean, it... It's got to be commentary. I'll be honest with you. The like the the games that I had in the minors uh, that I commentated on the minors were all absolutely great games. Every every single one of them. But at the same time, you also can't beat you know fresh rookie just got the opportunity to to call a game in the majors. It's Week 11, it's Jacksonville, Vancouver. The game goes into overtime, and, you know, you just have to kind of go with it. And then the very next week, it's Houston, Mexico City. Same play-by-play guy. Pretty much the exact same result. And not, not only that, but also come the end of the season... Both of those games are up for game of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. And like the- it, I'll, I'll admit, seeing that was, was a bit of a, a boost to the ego, considering it's like, hey, I called those games. Those games were fantastic. I, You know, being in the booth for it, I feel like I have, you know, I'm part of the reason that it was put up. Uh, but you know, also realistically, if I wasn't in the booth and those results happened, those games were phenomenal either way, but that's just being in the booth with, with people like, like Tyler Falk, like Jeff Melanition, 
uh, like Josh Circle has been an absolute blast, and I don't think I would change anything about how the the season has gone from a commentary standpoint. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, being on that broadcasting side and seeing this live action and then you kind of giving your real-life reaction to what you just saw on screen, it's, it's, it's almost unmatched. And um, mm-hmm. to be, and you're right, when they make the top tens and you hear your voice and you were part of that top ten moment, um, it's really cool. And you're right, those Tyler, I, I've, I've, Tyler was one of the first people I ever did broadcasting with. And uh, made me feel so comfortable, um, and it made me feel like, hey, this is something that I could do because you know it is different from doing a podcast versus doing a broadcast. Uh, two different, completely things. You got to be like Cam said. He's like, you can't be so cool and mellow. You got to add some oomph into your to your speeches, right? Um, mm. So it, you know, just again going through it and seeing what every the the production I think in the back end too is pretty awesome. Now, you have a question, Aaron, from Ashley Jackson, and she asked the question of – trust me, it is is a great question because it's a question that I (laughs) normally ask as well, so no worries. And the question was, what is your favorite SFL moment? My favorite SFL moment? SFLM. I'm I'm sorry. I missed the M. SFLM moment. Okay. Uh, ooh. See, while while I could say it was you know one of one of the games that the the miners actually won this season, even though there weren't many, or my you know my my first reception uh, in in the miners, I I. I think I have to go with one of the games that I called as an analyst. I, I've got to go with the uh, the very last game that I called, which was uh, standby. It was Birmingham. I believe it was Birmingham, Memphis. I, I'm double checking because I don't want to be wrong about that. Okay, no, I'm right. It was, it was Memphis at Birmingham. And just just being able to see the the Birmingham team get their first win to to actually have a win on the season and not end 0 and 8 uh was was definitely great for me not only as a broadcaster cuz it's like you know they did it they finally did it they got the one thing that they've been searching for the entire season and it came at the very end in a honestly a pretty dominating fashion against Memphis which shocked I, I mean I don't I can't speak for everyone it shocked me that Birmingham came out that last game against Memphis and won in the manner that they won uh, but just you know for for the Birmingham players that have stuck out the season you know maybe not the way that they wanted it, but still being able to go and get that last win just for their own pride uh, was definitely 
definitely my my go-to moment, my go-to memory of this past season. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, seeing a uh, team that has struggled get a win against a team that is, is good in Memphis, right? Because I think Memphis was about to gave one of the hottest teams, right? And then um, you know, throughout the season, they had their ups and downs. But it was really great to see Birmingham finally get that win. Uh, we've drafted a couple of Birmingham people, and I'm going to tell you, they come, that organization is a really great organization, so it's really great to see that be the case. Um, and them getting a win and not going winless in that season, <clears throat> which has happened to an SFL team before, um, which that SFL team went into uh, the championship this year. So every any you turn around and hey, to those rookies going through it, trust me, it just it just creates this level of grit and understanding that hey, when it's tough, you'll know how to get through it versus it just being a smooth sailing experience. <clears throat> now, Aaron, before we mm-hmm. Uh, end this interview. I do want to give you the floor. Last thoughts. Uh, please share your Discord for any teams that are, you know, interested in you. How they can contact you. Yes, it's the night before the draft, but wacky things have happened. Um, so the floor is yours. Gotcha. So if if any owners, if any GMs want to reach out to me, uh, my Discord name is Corey Mizu. Uh, hashtag 9794 uh, the name spelled K-O-R-I-M-I-Z-U uh, fun fact it means ice water in Japanese okay uh, yeah uh, beyond beyond that you know of course I want to see myself get drafted but uh, you know there's there's so many great players in in the minors as far as off off the field that definitely deserve looks from these other GMs and these owners. Uh, you know, I could I could be biased and name, you know, Dave Burr, Josh Rowe, Bailey O'Shaughnessy, Isabella Blackwell, Derek Williams. Uh, but it's you know, it's not just them that deserve uh, a look. You know, you've got people like Leon Thunderman and Axel Raven. You've got uh, Dante Grimm, Pauly Truth out of Albuquerque. Uh, you've got Nana Leahy and Arane Darby out of Birmingham. There's the depth of talent and the depth of people in this rookie class is unfathomable. To the point where it's it it hurts from the bottom of my heart knowing that only half of these people are going to get drafted this weekend because there's only 65 picks there's 131 rookies in this class but at, at the end of the day regardless of what happens I think and whoever these teams draft are going to get stellar individuals that are open-minded in their approach to their players and how they want their players to be built, uh, but also are just genuine people outside of their, their player that will be an absolute joy. Uh, to have on your team and in your locker room. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would say, you know, from this standpoint of being a general manager, all the great people we we to, you always want to find a place for them on your team, right? <clears throat> and unfortunately, there's only mm-hmm. 20 spots at the moment, and that has grown, right, from seasons past. But uh, it's 20 spots. So for those rookies who don't get an t- opportunity, hey, keep your head up, right? Like. Um, if this is your second mm-hmm. season and, and, and you got to come back and create a new player, hey, please do so, right? Like, um, we don't want to lose anybody. Like, this this league yeah. needs people who care and needs people who want to be here. And <clears throat> it, it is tough to see great talent sometimes go undrafted. Um, but if you really mm-hmm. want to do something, trust me, an opportunity will come up and you will be part of a team in one way, shape, or form. I've seen it um, countless of times and it, it takes that perseverance and you wanting to be in different, you know, avenues in the league that will help you get connections to find that roster spot for you eventually. So, mm-hmm. as much as it sucks, um, I, I will be happy to see where these rookies go, um, including yourself. And we'll be sharing the stage on su- on Sunday together. So, <clears throat> I look forward to that as well. And it, it, it definitely was a pleasure getting to know you tonight. Best of luck in your draft. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I'll be watching where you go. And be celebrating with you when you do, all right? All right, Nelson, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you again, Aaron. Um, I appreciate you making the time out tonight. And uh, I'll be seeing you on Sunday, all right? Yep, see you on Sunday. All right, so thank you to Aaron Alexander, fullback of the Lexington Miners, um, <clears throat> coming in tonight and, 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 and sharing a story from a minor player and you hear how much the minors can really make great people come come out even more and I think it's it, the minors is such a great program um, that we're able to find talent such as Aaron helping in broadcasting helping in other facets um, really awesome really awesome interview so <clears throat> without further ado we have our second guest of the evening um, the linebacker of the Birmingham Fuel Tazzy Blackwell. Tazzy, how are you doing? Tazzy, can you hear me? All right. Let me see if I can get you back on. Tazzy, can you hear me? Okay, so she dropped off, so we'll wait for her to get back on. Um, <clears throat> as we do so, let's wait for Tazzy. Um, I do want to uh, share um, a basically how am I seeing this draft going so far, right? Uh, Aaron brought up a good point. There's a lot of talent in this league, a lot. And uh, <clears throat> it's going to be sad seeing people not getting a spot and I, <laughs> and you know we spoke to some great rookies through the show and you know you hear all everybody's story and you just want everybody to get an opportunity <clears throat> and sometimes it's not always the, the case so for those people like I said that if you don't find a home this time around please consider the following right one if, if your position has a a route to change, you know, like a different path, right? Fullbacks, I think, can look at a tight end and halfback and things of that sort, right? Uh, maybe looking into that 
progression area to move around if you really care about being in the team. Um, as well as maybe, like I said, a player you might have had might need to be gone. If it's your first year, hey, look, it's all right. You got a second year in the minors. But those who are second year already, um, please consider maybe making a position that a secondary position that you would like to, if you don't get drafted, if you want to go back into the minors. Um, or stick around and, and help out in other ways. I mean, Ashley always has needs, you know, we always need guests on our shows. Like there's so many things that you can help out with. Um, that again, we'd love to keep you everybody here. So to those rookies, um, keep your heads up, man. I know it's nervous, but enjoy the process because this is a, I don't want to say once in a lifetime process, but it's not a process that everybody gets a, gets the involvement with. But I see Tazzy back in the room. Let's see if we can get her. Tazzy, can you hear me? Hello. Uh, You're coming through now. Hello. Yes. Oh, yay, can you hi. Hear me? <laughs> I can. How are you feeling? Good. You know what? I'm, I'm put together with glue. I feel like with all this medicine that I've been taking and trying to stay hydrated. Uh, but I wanted to make this happen. Um, it's the night before the draft, and um, there's been craziest stories that I've heard that you know some people have gotten opportunities to get on boards, uh, even at this time just because it's so hard to get to every rookie. So hope this is an opportunity. If a team's already interested in you too, an opportunity to get to know you. Uh, it was great to know Justice, yeah. and Justice spoke very highly about you. Um, and He's too kind sometimes as, as my Justice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, you know, he's... The, the amount of rookies that he brought in, um, I had to give him recognition because they did come from the Nighthawk nation right um and they've been great people right and to know that he is part of multiple people's stories in the league remind me of somebody like ezekiel love which the reason why i'm in this league is because ezekiel love found this league and then he told mel davis and mel davis told me so when you when you find people like that who really bring you into this community that's very accepting and i think the nighthawk community as well is is a community I've seen that's very accepting as well. Um, it was kind of a match made in heaven. We got great talent brought in, and, uh, and we, we had a great community come in as well. So it's very exciting to have you on the show tonight. Um, and uh, let's get started. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Who's uh, Tazzy Blackwell? Um, well, my real name is actually Tazzy, but people call me Taz or Tazzy. Um, I'm original from the UK but live in Central America and I'm in my 30s I'm a nanny <laughs> and yeah I used to be married I'm not anymore and I had a child and now I don't <laughs> okay well um, Central America that that's awesome how was that change going from the UK to Central America Tazzy, did we lose you? All right, Tazzy, I think we might have lost you. Um, I'll keep your, your, your mic open for now if you do jump back in. If not, when you do come back into the showroom, I'll get you back in. Um, <clears throat> but um, just jump in whenever you're ready. Um, so... Yeah, I think, you know, I've been looking at some of these mocks and, and looking at some of these where, where potential people may be landing. 
and again, we don't no mock. Give that caution to every rookies. No mock is a hundred percent. That's not what teams are hundred percent thinking, right? Um, these are just folks who took the initiative to say, "Hey, we're going to create a mock." So one, it it, it makes you more immersed in, into the um, situation of being drafted, and it's the fun part about the NFL, right? Like every person who follows a team always um, goes through and 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 you know sees what their team is going to who they're going to draft. So same concept here. Is it right? No, it's not right. It's not always right. Um, but that's, again, where these mocks that are coming out, I know it frustrates some people. And, and don't get frustrated. You don't know what teams are going to do. You don't know what um, teams are deciding to do. So, I mean, enjoy the process. Talk to the teams. When you're going to get drafted, you're going to get drafted. And hopefully it is by the team that's been that, that has been speaking to you and everything else, but if another team comes out the woodworks and you feel like they, they bring something to the table, I mean, keep your options open at the end of the day. And, and that's uh, flexibility. I heard flexibility from certain rookies telling about that, but I also stand to the point of, hey, but if you really want to do something, please stick to doing it. Um, <clears throat> sometimes folks don't may feel pressured to change positions and you don't have to. I just want to let you know there is other options. There is other ways that can make things work. I'm just you finding the right home that you want to be in. <clears throat> and similar to what Aaron said before, uh, you know, a lot of times we are looking to get people who are going to be here for a long time. Uh, doesn't <laughs> Again, life happens, and sometimes that's not always the case. Um, but um, that I know for the most part a lot of these teams are trying to do so. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. To, until we wait and have uh, Tazzy right back in, let's see if we can get her back on the show. Tazzy, are you there? I am. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on with my laptop. <laughs> it, it's more than fine. No worries. Um, I have pre- preparations for these kind of things, so, you know, no worries at all. No, I appreciate but it's you. so unprofessional. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I've dealt with... Uh, so many anomalies on this show from losing power to people couldn't hear me on live air. I mean, I go through it. It doesn't hurt. It's, it's the reality of putting on a live show. So um, I roll with sorry. the punches and I'm always smiling. <laughs> no worries. So uh, like I was asking before, moving from the UK to C- C- Central America, how has that transition been? Um, it was a big culture shock to start with. Um, <clears throat> originally, I'd moved to Memphis. Um, from the UK um, and that was just very eye-opening and yeah like I said <laughs> um, so yeah <laughs> very very eye-opening um, well I can, yeah, I can imagine it. now I can imagine I'm, my parents are actually from Central America um, so uh, they're from El Salvador and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> it's a culture shock. Now, now it isn't as much, but I went back to El Salvador in the 90s. And this is a few years removed from the w- big wars that they had there. And um, it was a culture shock. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's people yeah. out there that are living on the bare minimum, but going through life as happy as somebody who has a million dollars. So it is a, it is a difference in what you see. Um, but... 
the area hopefully that you're in is, is beautiful because I'm going to tell you some of the views that you have in Central America are just top notch you have some great beaches depending on where you're at. hopefully that is something that also caters to you so let's talk about your SFL story I, I know justice is somewhat connected to it but let's go through the whole thing how do we go from couch to field um, how did how did that happen um to be perfectly honest with you, um, Nighthawks came to me and he says, look, I found this thing that I think would be awesome if we done together. Check it out. And it kind of just started from there and then we got more and more people involved with it. That's how everyone came around. <laughs> <laughs> he initially first said to me, look, I found this thing. It's really good. You don't know anything about it, but check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and how has that been then? So since Justice sold this to you that way. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, we're going to do this. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, I think that's what I really liked is, is he brought support with him. And, and it, you guys have all been amazing. Like, um, I've seen these streams that you guys have on Twitch. And, and to know that these folks are also in our league, um, it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. It's, it's a mashing of great communities. And um, hopefully, you know, as you said, it's been great, right? Like, but hopefully you see that this is such a huge league and people from all over the world, people from all walks of life, and we all just connect over football. And even if you're not 100% comfortable with football, um, because you have such close community members who want to make people feel welcomed, uh, you end up finding somebody like that and it makes that experience even better. So, Tazzy, before we get to your player, though, um, I do want to ask you a question. What's a fun fact you could share uh, with us tonight that maybe somebody doesn't know about you? It's hard to I have a few uh, fun facts. Um, I don't have a spleen. I have my, had my spleen removed in 2015. But I'm also an army brat. <clears throat> um, my father was in the military um, when I was growing up, so I traveled around a lot to a lot of fun and sometimes weird places and I tell you you never get out of your head going to school with a full military man with a rifle in his hand on like under car bombs you'll never get past that ever I, I could only imagine you know um, <laughs> so I uh, my sister-in-law is in the military mm-hmm. and uh she had to get deployed overseas, and you know we didn't want to have my niece. There was a there was a, a decision that had to be made whether my niece would go uh, with her mother overseas uh, to a country that <clears throat> I mean, when she sent me the pictures, I was like, yeah, there's no way in hell my niece is going to that location. Yeah. But um, you know, there is families that have to move in with their parents, right? They they don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. And we were able to get have her come here, take her to school, give her a as normal life as possible, right? It's really tough to have a normal life in the military sometimes because your parents, you know, they have to do whatever the military asks them to do. And as much as they want to give you stability, what they've decided to to give up for other people's privileges, um, you know, there's certain things that they they, they have to give up like that, right? Like you having a experience that, you know, not everybody can say with car bombs and, you know, people having to have rifles around them. Like that's not, that's something that I know my niece probably would have gone through and I didn't want her to go through that. And, you know, again, (laughs) 
I, I, I know it sucks, but it's probably some, you probably have some really great, interesting stories to share um, more about being an army brat, but at least you got to mm-hmm. see the world and all the beauty in it. And I think when folks don't get to see what the world offers, you get to be jaded sometimes. I used to be like that mm-hmm. thinking I never wanted to leave my home state. And now I, I, I would love to travel the world and see different places. And I, for the first time in my life, I got to travel to Europe, you know, a few years back. So, um, I started seeing how everybody was kind of um, living and how people in different areas live differently. And that's mm-hmm. always appealed to me because I'm always a person that loves to get to know people because everybody just has a story to tell. And um, it's awesome to hear everybody's viewpoint, even though a lot of folks, when I tell them that, they go, well, my life's not interesting. You'll be surprised um, how interesting a lot of people can be. Um, and there's a lot of fun things that people mm-hmm. go through. So. Um, well, it's not but, interesting to them. Could be really interesting to you, though. That's what I always think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I'm gonna tell you, like, my life has been um, a story. Like, I get, I get, I have so many stories in my life of of things that I've gone through. And when I tell them, I always get the same response. It's always the, hey, um, <clears throat> I can't believe that's what you've gone through. That I can't believe this is what you've been through. Whatever, whatever they like to say. And they'd be like, you're so nice. I can't believe that happened to you. Even my, my recent scenario <laughs> that I've had happen mm-hmm. to me and, and, and where I had to, to, to start going through physical therapy for, um, when I tell people what happened, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, how does that happen to such a nice person like you? And, look, it's life. Life happens to you, and it can it can do a 180 on you real quickly. So just enjoy the moments that you have, and get to know the people around you. Because again, that's how you get entertainment. It's it's a great it's a great thing. So, uh, but let's get to your player now, right? So let's talk about the SFLM. So how do you enjoy being in the SFLM that section of the league? I love it. I really do. It's like one family with the Nighthawk Nation transferring over to having a completely new, different one in the the Birmingham locker room. I absolutely love it. You know, uh, that organization you're with, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Your organization that you're with in Birmingham, um, it was a challenging season this season, but you guys have had you know, before pass-wise, had some really good teams come out of Birmingham. A lot of great players, um, especially that played for my team, specifically in Portland, with uh, Bernard Patterson and Bob Funk. So um, I, I know definitely they're probably saying, hey, you know, you, you got some great alumni in that Birmingham Fuel uh, tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys had a, a very challenging season this season, but I felt like a lot of you guys really bounced back um, especially getting that win against a, a team like Memphis, who was slated to go into the playoffs, right? So um, yeah. you have a great organization that you came from. But go ahead, continue. How how was that experience in the SFL? I'm sorry. Um, no, it was it's really really good. I enjoy it. Like you said, we didn't have the best season, but you wouldn't find like that in the locker room. Everyone was trying to like hype everyone up and try and get back to <clears throat> how we were going into the game like LSFM S- I can't ever get this I can't ever get it right I'm so sorry S-F-L-M it's a handful trust me no worries 
<laughs> I can never get it get that out properly. I've never really spoken the the general chat aim for it. But in the locker room there was like we were all kind of like talking and trying to kind of like boost each other's confidence up and even there was this one time we were games and we were losing and there was someone from our team that was in there and we were trying to kind of pep them up and kind of step them, take them have a step back and have a look but I think maybe the issue that we had was we lost our quarterback so we had to try and get in the middle of the season so we had to learn to a new kind of routine, a new different kind of way and try and get to know a new person and I'm not the most forthcoming of people when it at times yeah which yeah <laughs> which again right like it, it is it is hard like I, I completely understand coming into this community I didn't know anybody coming in here except for Mel Davis who uh, was a rookie as myself and Zeke and Scott we were all rookies so and we all I got separated basically I went to another team and <clears throat> I've always mentioned that experience was not the best mm-hmm. and um, it can be intimidating coming in and then letting people in that you don't know who they are <clears throat> but what I've learned while being in this league is that there's so many people here who just want to support and want to mm-hmm. be there for you even though they don't have to be um it's awesome. The community is what really makes this SFL come alive. And uh, once you start realizing that, now do I say trust everybody? <laughs> I'll be lying to you if I say trust everybody in this league. Um, because I, I can't do that myself. It's just something in my in my own heart that I can't always trust everybody. But for the most part, the people I have met, the people who have shared with me, the people who have taking the time to get to know myself as the person behind the player, um, those people are appreciated because um, I didn't think I would be this way with complete strangers, um, but enjoy every minute of it because we're enjoying this together. So um, I, I I get your point and hopefully you feel a little bit more accepting where a little bit more can be shared with about yourself. Right. Um, and is this your first interview show that you've ever been on? Like, you haven't been on Ashley's or Dave's or any of that stuff? No, no, this, this is the first one. Well, I appreciate it. I, I thank you a lot for this being your first platform that you're deciding to do your first interview with myself. Um, and hopefully I make you feel comfortable enough to say, hey, it, the concept of the show is just to discuss on air um, in a very laid back setting to get to know the great, wonderful people who make up this league as yourself, Justice, and everybody else you brought in and the Nighthawk Nation um, that I luckily been able to have on this show. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you decide on linebacker? So how did that decision come to be? Um, I decided on linebacker because I was told that was a good position. <laughs> like I know nothing <laughs> about football whatsoever, nothing about American football whatsoever um, coming in and I got told linebacker was a good position because it was like an offence. It, it means is, that uh, I was yeah. on the pitch for half the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Madison needed it and Justice was in Madison and we were hoping to get in the same team that I could 
feel comfortable going into something without like with his support there being in the same kind of area as him so that's why it was linebacker okay well I I would tell you right when I came in this league I was a linebacker as well Um, we're line brothers right in one way shape or form and um Linebacker, you're right. I mean, it, a defense a lot of times is, is made from the front four, right? Like, so your defensive tackles and defensive ends, a lot of people look at that. But the linebacker is really the cleanup and kind of the, the quarterback of that defense. So a lot of times a linebacker, the middle linebacker specifically, is the one that's, you know, telling folks, hey, be in the right position. Hey, look over here. Hey, making sure that their DBs are set in the right areas. So a linebacker is such an important role in every role. I'm not going to lie to you, and football is important. Um, but, again, a great mm-hmm. linebacker crew um, can really make a difference and help your front four really focus on getting to the quarterback or being disruptive while your linebacking group is cleaning up or creating a very difficult opportunity for, for a passing offense to go or even, you know, cleaning up the mess if a, if a running back gets through. So you got a great position there. Now, did you were there other any other positions you considered when you were coming into this league other than linebacker? Honestly, no. <laughs> you I were told this one. <laughs> I was told this one, and then I googled it. I googled mm-hmm. like the positions, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that seems like something I would like to do, and that was me. My heart was set on being a linebacker. That's, that's awesome. I'm very, like, I'm the type of person that if I see something, I'm kind of like, like the look of it. Yeah. And it's something like this, and that's me. That's what I want to do. All right, awesome. <laughs> so when you did decide to say, hey, linebacker is the way I want to go, how, who did you model your player after? Like, how did you create the player that is now on the field? Um, It was a Memphis player. I was looking at players, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a it was a Memphis player. Oh, what was his name again? Aaron, Aaron something. Beasley, he's been in, in trouble recently. <clears throat> but yeah, it was him. Oh, nice. So you actually a player? Uh, you modeled your player after somebody who who was in the minors. So that's that's awesome. So, um. When you did decide to, was it like everything that you, or did you add a little bit of your own flair into the player as well? No, I did a little bit of myself into it so that I could relate more to it. I just, indication of like what my player would be doing on the field through him, um, seeing what he was doing, like height and weight, things like that. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, you know, there... Um, well, I'm gonna tell you, my wife. Uh, my wife is always so surprised when I tell her that there's women in this league, and she's like, "Wow, you know, it's so cool that there's women out here who are linebackers, who are quarterbacks, right?" Shout out to AJ, uh, free safety. <laughs> Shout out to Rochelle Colston, right? Like, there is uh, women in this league who um, that come in and, and really bring their intensity with their players. And I think it's such an awesome representation. Like I said, my wife is always so amazed. Like, wow, there's women in this league? I'm like, yeah, do you want to join? And she's like, nah, I must keep on playing Pokemon. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, go ahead, play Pokemon. I ain't going to bother you, right? Um, 
But it's really awesome that he then had that representation on the field, uh, which I love to see. Now, uh, what have you learned while being in this league? So in the league as a whole, the whole SFL, uh, what have you learned while being involved in this league? That I know some more things about football. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. That's still learning something. Like, yeah, like there's other communities out there that are just as good as ours. Um, I still always love my soccer though. <laughs> but yeah. Perfect, then, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great, Tazzy. Trust me. Uh, you're chopping up just a little bit, so if I get a little bit of a delay, I'm sorry. Um, okay. I just try to catch you and then sometimes it'll disappear, but we're going to get through this, I promise you. Um, and you have some questions too, so I do want to get to these questions. Um, so uh, Ashley Jackson has a question for you. She actually has two. So we'll start with the first one, which is, what is your best SFL memory thus far? My best SFL memory was the very first game, seeing my player on the pitch for the first time and getting excited and looking to see what we could do as a team together as Birmingham um, <clears throat> but yeah just seeing my, my player there for the first time on the on the pitch I think that was one of my yeah that is one of my, my best memories so far that's awesome and I hear you patch which I'm guessing is field correct like so you play on the field it's, it's really cool like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting it right but patch is field correct <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. No, it's just you know it's slang, but it's it's slang. It's awesome to get to know. It's you know everybody has different ways of saying you know a field. Um, so I'm glad to to learn something new. Call it a patch. Um, and then her second question uh, for you is, um, and let me make sure I read it. Uh, how is how is the one lesson you've learned about progressing your player? So what lesson have you learned about progression? Uh, and, and progressing your player? Um, the one lesson I learned is to listen to my you know they're talking about um, and to look and see exactly what it is that your character needs. Um, so for my thing in particular, I was always doing speed and tackle because that's what they needed. And that's what I was told to do. So focusing on exactly what's needed for my player, I think that's the biggest lesson because I would have put it in something silly. And that's one thing that I really love about going into the minors is that you're able to go into a atmosphere that everybody's learning. Because everybody's learning, it's not so intimidating. And you're going through your basics of building your player, the foundation. You know, when you come in straight from the gate, I think like one of the things I always thought about was, oh man, animations, animations, animations. Not realizing that if you don't get those foundational metrics, like you said, the agility, the speed, the tackling, right? Um, just because you have animations is not going to make your player perform that great. You have to have those foundational metrics filled out first before you do so. 
And uh, when coach, and, and that was something like, I didn't have no idea how to build my linebacker. And when I went to Annapolis, um, Ben Jackson, who I have the utmost respect for, um, did the same thing you said and, and showed me what was needed to be a really good player in this league. And for somebody who didn't know how this league works, it's so appreciated and it makes your life so much easier to learn it at your pace because then you start seeing how it works mm -hmm. and how it makes sense. So that's awesome. Um, now my question is for you, uh, what goals do you have in and out of this league? Um, I just want to be the best player I can be for any team that I'm on um, and kind of be a support network um, for the, my teammates. Um, basically, like let them know that if they need to talk, then I'm always here. I myself suffer from mental health issues. Um, I have depression, and if anyone in my team wants to talk to me, then my I can, I'm always willing to talk to them and kind of help them through. Um, outside, just be happy. <laughs> That's my main goal: just to be happy. I feel you on that one, like just uh, finding your happiness and uh, finding where you can find that medium is great. But I, I think you brought up mental health and um, that is such a huge thing to talk about in always speaking about it. You never know what's going on in people's mind. I have a close employee of mine who's dealing with uh, mental health issues um, <clears throat> and we spoke recently and he uh, was just sharing with me some of the thoughts he was having. I said it's okay right like life isn't easy and it's you know I completely understand where you're coming from let's take a step back together and talk and um, he was on edge when I spoke to him at, in the beginning right he didn't want to call me he's like no I don't want to call you I don't want you to see me like this look as a person who understands mental health and as a person who cares for you I don't care if you're crying or what's going on what I care about is that you're going to get out of this situation because he suffers from depression. He suffers from a couple of things. So what his brain is telling him, no, no, but don't trust nobody. Don't believe nobody. Everybody hates you. Um, that's his emotional side of his brain that's kind of going through that. And when I talk to him and me and him, you know, we talk at this level, very calm and we, we slow down right? and I go, Hey, walk me through what happened. And then, you know, he'll walk me through. And, and sometimes he'll start off with just like he'll start off where the story's at right now and I'm like I don't know how you got here so you have to slow it down you have to walk me through what got you to here right now was it something somebody said was it something what happened that could have triggered your depression right now and we walk through it together and I'm no I'm no professional by any sense of the imagination right but I understand him so when I do that he slows down enough where he's like okay I'm feeling better. I shared how I feel. I'm able to share that with you. And you didn't judge me on that, right? Mm -hmm. um, you didn't judge me when I told you how I felt. You helped me understand that that is something that every, sometimes everybody feels, right? I, through my accident that I've had recently, mm -hmm. I've felt depression. I know what it feels to get up, wake up in the morning and not want to get out of your bed. So when I understand that and he knows that I have no judgment towards I just want him to, to find a happy place and I tell him it's not going to be overnight you're not going to find you're not going to find the balance as of yet but trust me when you do fall I'll be here to help you get yourself back up 
and we'll do this together. And I, and I show him every single time, every time you, you've had a downfall, you've picked yourself back up and you've learned from that downfall and gotten better. So really awesome that you're bringing that to a locker room. Kind of goes into the, what do you bring to the organization uh, <laughs> portion of the question. Um, but it, I think it is something awesome to really share that if, if somebody does need to speak with you, that you are willing to be there and speak with them. And I'm going to tell you, that can go a long way for a lot of people is just to have somebody to talk to. Um, and, and I know life is busy. <laughs> There's a lot that happens in life. Um, but sometimes when somebody does that for you, it, it can make the world a difference. So um, awesome what a team will be getting from you if they decide to draft you. Now, what are you looking for? in an organization we, we can we see what you're bringing to the table but what would you like a team to offer back in, in, for your situation I would I would like a team to that's a tough one I don't know I want to continue my learning of this this game and I'd like I'd like to be able to learn more about it um, and how to progress my character my sorry I'm so used to being a wrestler I say character then my <laughs> sorry um, footballer um, into something that they seem to kind of I'd like them to help me get do that really like kind of mould my character to fit them and fit their needs. I like them to show me how to do that. And I, I think again, them. yeah, I think folks understanding too your your knowledge of the game, right? Kind of sharing, mm-hmm. like I shared with you, right? A lot of times mm-hmm. for linebackers, you want somebody who can wiggle and who can run. So yeah. um, when you can take the simple, like make it very simple for somebody, um, I think that's that's always cool and, and helping you find more passion behind being that linebacker and, and understanding the great linebackers that were there for you. I have a great linebacker, middle linebacker, Mel Davis, um, who uh, has done a phenomenal job in that middle. Uh, he did it for Denver. He's done it for us. So um, there's some great linebackers in this league. If you, if you just reach out to one of them too, I'm pretty sure they'd be happy to give you some advice as well. be like, hey, try this or try that, but I'm pretty sure your organization as well, when they do your pro- progressions plan, um, it gets sent to you now. It's going to be a whole different scenario than maybe that you did before with that copy and paste it into this channel. Uh, now it's mm-hmm. going to be digital. You just click on it, sign it, and it, it gets put into the roster stuff. But um, yeah, I think you, you hopefully you do find that and the team is listening and saying, okay, we understand her knowledge isn't there, but let's help her as well as um, – or player to get where they needed to be. So, what, do you have any interest outside of being a player? So, you know, stats, scouting, broadcasting. Has any of those um, have piqued your interest in any any way, or is there anything you want to do outside of, of that? Um, I wrote. This is going to sound silly. Um, I don't know much about football at all, but I wrote for Swamp Talk. You wrote for um, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of went headfirst into that. And that's how I got a little bit of knowledge um, with regards to... I feel myself into something. Then I can try and figure it out. 
and obviously just as helped me <clears throat> um, with that. Um, but no, I, I wrote with them and Axel was amazing. He was very, very helpful. Um, I don't know if we're going to do it again next year. Um, as for scouting, I wouldn't know what to look for. Broadcasting, <laughs> I don't have a good microphone, you've heard that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I can write. <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. It's so cool. I I never thought of being a podcaster or a content creator or anything, right? I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to Jacob for, you know, allowing me to have a platform to do so. And if that's what you want to do, Taddy, man, the world is yours. Do what you want to do, right? Um, the league gives you that opportunity yeah. to experiment and to do. And just by even doing something with, with Swamp Talk, you know, it's awesome, I think. Um, what Ross Napoli has been able to do to create a paper or a, you know, a, a, a newsletter that everybody can enjoy in and, and you can see so many people now contributing to it. It's not, I feel like Swamp Talk has gone beyond Swamp Talk and it's now a league talk, right? Mm-hmm. From so many people who are involved in, in bringing content there. But, you know, shout out to Ross and, and having that idea of bringing something different to the league that is still content. And now you're able to contribute in that way with sharing with articles or, or viewpoints that you have, which I, I haven't seen the articles as of yet. Um, but I'm now going to go back because always, he always sends it to me, direct DM. I'm going to go back and read your articles and go from there because I would like to see your standpoint of what you're writing about um, in the league. So I'm going to check that out. Now, mm-hmm. When you decide to hang up your cleats, right? When you decide to call it quits and say, hey, I've, I've done my career, how would you like to be remembered in this league? I'd like to be remembered for someone that was always there for their teammates. Anything else. Someone that their teammates can rely on to talk to or come to if you have an issue I think that would be if I was remembered for that when I hung up my boots I think that would be I'd like that that would be me and you know um Tazzy that sounds like Ashley Jackson right um our community ambassador um she uh she's somebody who it's just like you said, you said, right? I think she'll get remembered not solely just for her great play on the field, um, but I think she'll get remembered for what she has given to this league, right? Um, she's always there for people. She creates content. Um, she's always listening to everybody's shows. Like she's listening tonight, right? She's the one that, that has those questions for you. Um, and you need people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what's up, Ashley, right? Uh, but you need people like this in this league who go above and beyond outside of their organizations to, to be remembered in this league, way past your content that you're providing, for, but for the person that you are. And that's big, right? When you can leave a legacy like that and leave people enjoying this league even more, um, that's an awesome way to be remembered. And, I, and I'm hoping to remember you the same way, Tazzy, um, in your career and growth in this league. Um now, last thoughts are yours. I want you to share, um, you know, first your Discord name, right? So if somebody is interested in contacting you, they can they can do so. 
Um, but the floor is yours. You know, I roll out the red carpet for you. Thank you again for making the time on this Friday night. Um, nobody wants to spend Friday probably, <laughs> you know, uh, on on the on the phone, right, or on on the, on the computer. But I appreciate you making that time. I appreciate you being so um, accommodating and flexible. And thank you for being my, uh, you know, test to to try another way of connecting to the show. So thank you again. But the floor is yours. Um, no, no, thank you for having me on. You can want to with me, whether it be a owner or a GM of a team or someone who just wants to talk and have a, they're having an issue or a bad day. My Discord is Taz underscore Cyan and Cyan's C Y E N hashtag two eight six nine. Um, and I just my final thought would be just. Good luck to everyone tomorrow who is going for the draft. If you get drafted, congratulations. It'd be better next year. Exactly. And, you know, having that positive positive attitude, Tazzy, to say, hey, you know, there's always next year, um, that's awesome, right? And, and, and know that there's different ways to make it wherever you want to make it at. And um, enjoy the process. Right. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, again, thank you again for being on tonight. I will be seeing where you get drafted. I'll be on the uh, Sunday draft show um, with, with Aaron, uh, Aaron Alexander, who was on today. Um, so can't wait to see if you do go anywhere. If not, it was great getting to know you tonight, Tazzy. You have a wonderful evening. Okay. You too. And thank you again for having me on. And sorry for my issues. <laughs> okay. And just think of it as you keeping me on my toes, all right? I have to be prepared for anything, and this is one of them, so it's all good, okay? Have a wonderful evening, though, and thank you again. You too. Bye. Bye. So shout out to Tazzy Blackwell for for joining me this evening, linebacker, potential draftee, as well as Aaron Alexander for joining me this evening, another potential draftee. So, um... The section now is, is, is calling in. So um, to those vets, to those rookies who want to share some insight or a rookie who wants to say one quick thing, like, hey, look, this is who I am and this is what I'm about, uh, the lines are open. Um, the phone number is 515-605-9847. Um, and while we're waiting for calls to come in, uh, and we actually got one now, so let's go ahead and bring in this caller. Eight four seven, you are on the air. Yo, yo, it's Derek Majors, cornerback, oh. Portland Fleet. What's good? What's oh, good? what up? What's, good? what's up? What's up, Derek? How you doing, man? It's a pleasure hearing you doing this evening. Doing pretty good, man. Um, I know you're excited for. Yeah, <laughs> everything's going all right. You know, I just uh, had got my COVID shot yesterday, my second dose, so. I'm a little loopy, a little sick. I was about to um, say, you feeling it yet? You feeling it yet? <laughs> I'm feeling it, right? Um, but I'm trying to fight through it so I can give um, rookies their last opportunities to, you know, again, share whatever they want to share and, and give their last shots. I think you're a perfect person to, to call in to know that the draft sometimes is very fluent um, and things can sometimes <laughs> come at you really quickly, but... Um, yeah. yeah, I appreciate you calling in, man, and, and share what you wanted to share to to the listeners tonight. Oh man, yeah, I was just you know 
it's definitely a bittersweet time for me, you know. Um, of course, I don't know, you know, if everybody knows the story um, behind my draft story, but pretty much, you know, um, you know, I, you know, I thought I put in enough work, of course, and you know, me being a competitive, competitive guy that I am, you know, I wanted to, you know, prove to everybody that you know I was the best, and. At that point, you know, that was the first year of the minors. And, you know, we, I, myself, and a few other guys, you know, Zeke, you know, shout out to my boy Zeke, um, you know, and that defense, you know, and all of my guys in Madison, you know, we won that first championship, you know. And we were getting looked down upon the whole season, and we were basically underdogs the whole season, you know. And we yeah. took that, you know, we had that chip on our shoulder, you know, and that's off the track right for a second you know that's the reason why i love portland so much because you know it's like that same atmosphere we got that underdog mentality and you know we're definitely going to strike you know when you least suspect it so uh but yeah we won that championship and i figured that everything was good to go and you know i felt as if i had a lot of interest but you know draft day comes and that's definitely not what happened you know um i didn't go where i expected to go um i went way farther than I expected to go and you know I kind of lost hope um at the beginning of it but you know um the SFL community you know the guys that was in that locker room as far as you know general chat in the minors or just my own teammates letting me you know keeping my head up letting them know you know you know this is not the end of it you know my you know this is not the you know the last strike you know there's always different options out there for me to get out there on the field and you know show enough there was definitely an opportunity for me to showcase what I can do. And, you know, I couldn't ask for a better place to be at right now. So um, I definitely wanted to call in just because, you know, all you draftees, all you guys that's out there with this mindset that, you know, you're going to go out there, you're going to make a quick impact. You know, you got to be humbled. You got to make sure you got to, you know, be level-headed to know that, you know, everything is not going to go in your favor. You don't have control of this process. You know, if a team loves you, if a team wants you and they feel as if you can contribute right away or be a, a good fit for this locker room for, you know, futures to come, then they're going to take you. But if not, then, you know, there's going to be, there's different, there's other teams out there that could, you know, make a steal. And, you know, you could definitely bring them, you know, you give them all the work, you put in all the work, you learn from the vets and, you know, you'll definitely contribute the way that you want. And, you know, the ultimate goal is to win a championship. It's hard. You know, the, the, the big leagues is hard. You know, that's definitely, you know, I figured I'll come in and, you know, make a quick impact. But, you know, our first season didn't go, you know, as you already know. But we continue to build on that. And, you know, we got a locker, locker room full of guys. And so, you know, whoever we bring in, you know, they're going to have to, you know, get on board that train and understand that, you know, this is a process. But at the same time, we know what we want to do. And, you know, we don't want anything less than a championship. So they got to have to be on board with that and contribute any way that we ask them to. So, you know, this is definitely a time to be excited for. It's an exciting experience. I'm sorry I keep rambling. But, um, it's all good. But, um, Man, I, I want to clap, you know, right? Like, I got to clap for <laughs> Because I, I think, again, um, what you're saying is 100% true, man. And, and, and you're giving a glimpse of what we – why we believed in you so much right like your story is uh is one that that you know is always going to be in my memory as a general manager your story specifically because it wasn't the original plan right like um no we loved your game we loved your play as a quarterback and and your intensity and and i told you man your interview that you had with ashley jackson 
always put you on my radar, right? So yeah. when it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go, I reached out as myself, just you know, not expecting anything in return, just being a genuine person because I, because of how you spoke, how you how you carry yourself, yeah. man, the demeanor you had, you know, I always I always admired it, and I always felt like, man, that's the energy that we love to see, and. Um, you know, you made that move, right? And and I always talk tell tell rookies that you are your own you are your own agent. And that draft, you know, I was t- I always tell everybody I was not looking at the chat because you know you look at the chat, man, and sometimes it, it can blow you, right? Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I try not to look at the chat, and it, it, but something told me to get out of that view and, and look <laughs> at the chat, and I just see right there, Derek Majors. Hey, the only team I want to go to is Portland. And I, I will not forget it. And I go, hey, y'all see that, right? Because Mel was on there, Jake was on there. And they're like, you see what? I'm like, Derek Major just said he only wants to come to Portland. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 for yeah, real. I was, like, I was like, for real. I was like, I took a picture, and um, and then you deleted it. But I had gotten it, you know, and we were already working in the background to figure out how do we get you into our organization because we believed in you as the person, as, as the the, the person behind the player and then the intensity you brought as well as a championship demeanor um and i know how much it affected you not being drafted in that standpoint in that quarterback um but like you said we we saw more beyond that and we reached out to you without any intentions right because i always felt like you wanted to be quarterback and i felt like it would be so disrespectful for me to offer you something else but then when you were like, hey, I want to be at Portland. That's the only place I want to be at. Um, we found a way to do so. And one of my favorite picks, uh, I love picking all you guys, but one of my favorite picks is, is yourself because of what came out of that. And that was a draft day situation. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. That, wasn't, that wasn't something that was planned. That was, that was on the fly. But we were able to make it work. And I remember the responses you you talked about when we when we did your interview on here that you were like, man, teams were reaching out to me and saying, are you sure? You really sure is that, is that are you hundred percent you want to do that? And you were like, nah, man, I'm oh, rocking yeah. with Portland. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's been amazing having you and uh, sharing with you. And, and and again, we've been together now going on three seasons, so it's been awesome going through it with you, Derek. And I could not pick. You know, you, you couldn't pick somebody who is so impactful as yourself um, and, and what you've been able to do for us, as well as the rest of your teammates. All all you guys have been so amazing through this whole process, and I'm so happy to be able to sign you guys going into our third season. And I think sharing that story and you sharing the flexibility and everything, man, hopefully some rookies really gain some knowledge from that because you you were, giving, you were dropping some gems, and, and I wish I had, like, a clap button on this on here, but... Um, <laughs> I really and, uh, do. I just wanted you. to, and you know, it's definitely you know, I was. It's funny because you know I'm just a year older and this time, but you know back then I was a rookie and it's kind of like that you know a real life thing where it's you know you grow as a you know as a player and as a man you know going through what you're going through, especially with you know the you know adversity that we that we have to go through each yeah. season. You know, only winning a game or two, and then you know. You know, but we we built on that, and you know now we have a group of guys where, you know, they see the, you know, they see the vision that we all have now, and we just need to keep building that brick back brick, you know, like we always say. So, and you know that's 
I want to do as much as I can to, you know, help. You know, I can only do so much, but at the same time, I just want to, you know, be that leader that you guys, you know, look at me as. You know, I want to on and off the field, you know. So I just, you know, whatever I need to do to, you know, give knowledge or, you know, help out, whatever you guys need me to do, you know, I'm always here. So, you know, I just want to, you guys get looked at, you guys put your faith in me, and, you know, I the only thing I can do is return the favor by, you know, giving it 110% every single day that you guys, you know, call my name. So, you know, it's definitely, I look back on it now and thinking like, you know, this is definitely one of the best decisions. You know, I never looked anywhere else. I never looked at, you know, even free agency every, you know, these past few seasons, you know, I never even contemplated going anywhere else, you know, because I know where I want. And, you know, this is the only organization that I feel that can offer me what I really want. So, you know, we're going to go through whatever we need to go through together. And, you know, hopefully, you know, the next one, you know, the next one we're going to be holding up a championship. So, you know, I'm definitely, I'm going to be here, you know, until that day comes. So. Definitely, yeah, Jack, man. You don't know how much, man, I, I, the COVID shot, man, I was so down. And, you know, you feel so groggy, man. You just lift me back up. I feel like I'm about to go tackle somebody with my injury hey, and everything like there that. There you go, man. I feel like I'm ready hey. to go through walls, man. But. I'm ready, um, man. Hey, I've been I've been ready since the end of last season. You know, I've been ready to go. I've been quiet. I haven't said anything, man. You know, my mind. You know, I I just got a bigger chip on my shoulder. You know, I I don't say anything, but I feel like I've got to be vocal about this. You know, I don't say anything, man. I I keep it to myself. But you know, these all pro votes and all that, man. I'm I'm getting snubbed. I don't like it. So I feel like I just gotta come with a vision, just wreck everybody, man. I'm I'm telling yeah. you, this is like I. But, you know, shout out to my boys, you know, shout Allen, Bob Funk, you know, no fly zone, baby. You know, they represented us well. You know, all the guys that got, you know, those all pro nods, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of them, you know, but it's definitely nice to, you know, Portland finally getting the recognition that they deserve. But, you know, we just got to go out there and win more games, man. We got to go out there and show it out there on the field. So, you know, but like I said, we're going to get it together. You know, offense is going to get it going finally I, I got faith defense we want to keep it going and you know we're just gonna go win that shit baby like i already know what it is so yeah, it's all good yeah you know, Man, I, I keep all the smack talk later you know it's, just, it's still <laughs> early i'll keep it on later you know that's what twitter's yeah. for you know so you i know, think I'll, i I'll think again yeah <laughs> i think what we're what we're going to be able to accomplish in the in the person we we're able to bring in um will definitely bring that in uh hopefully they if they are listening um, they hear the intensity of, of a I'm player excited. on here that um, I'm going to be honest with you that you, you're such an intricate part of everybody is, but you bring a different type of level and uh, we appreciate you, Derek. We really do, man. So course, thank you man. again for calling in. Um, so excited that, to, you know, be again with you this season and we'll talk Brody. Okay. But I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I already know. All yes, right, man. Take care. Yep. So shout out to Derek Majors, man. Put a smile on my face, like, straight up. Um, I know Mel's probably listening to it, Jacob, and probably just smiling because the intensity Derek Majors brings and the person he is is so amazing, man, and, and really shows you um, what drafting means to, to us as an organization, to have great people as himself and have a brotherhood in that locker room is amazing. So awesome. So we also do have another caller. Caller 770, you are now on the air uh, what's going on? Well, I like how you said that. You are now on the air. Oh, AJ Stryker, <laughs> what's going on? How's it going, Ashley? 
Hey, man. Just can you know, you said anybody can call in, so I was just, for one, you know, I called in to thank you so much um, for the kind words that you were saying earlier. Um, I really appreciate that. And, uh, well, I gotta I give you your flowers. To... I gotta give you your flowers. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta hear the great things that you do, um, and how you can inspire others, which doing these shows, I've noticed a lot of rookies who want to be just, you know, in, in what you do for us every day, you know, checking in on people and stepping outside of your own, Hey, my own personal life and seeing on others. Um, it sounds like a lot of people are taking after you, after your own role model. You're a role model to them, you know? Right. And it's good to be able to affect people positively like that, you know. And I was hoping that that would happen. I would hope that people would care, you know, because sometimes you can be so caught up in what's going on in your own life that you forget that maybe you can make a difference in someone else's by just acknowledging them, by just asking them, hey, man, how are you? Those three questions, those three words can mean a lot. You know, it could talk somebody off a ledge. You know, it, it can do a lot to people. Um, it can. But I was just going to say to all the rookies, you know, everybody that's, that's listening on the rookie side, I want to say I'm proud of your performances. Everybody gave it their all. Um with you guys doing the progressions the way you did, even if you are not drafted, you will come back to the SFLM even stronger. And you think about it, you might even be a champion. You know what I mean? So it's it's different ways to look at it. Um, but all of you have done fantastic jobs. I know all of your coaches have worked diligent with, diligently with all of you in um, helping you get the best player bill. So I'm confident that the teams that are be drafting are going to be drafting some top talent, whether they were able to get their voices out there on our shows or not. Um, I'm glad that we also have this platform because back when we were rookies, well, nothing, I don't know about you, but when I was a rookie, you know, we had just one podcast, and so we didn't have all these different outlets to really get your name out there. You were just talking in the chat, and that's how you got your ranking up. The more you talk, yeah. the more you, you know, yeah, the more you people. got, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 crazy because I'm thinking about how how different and how good these rookies really have it, you know, to even start the majors off with. Um, yeah. But yeah, guys, just don't be discouraged. I know some of you will go. Well, a lot of you are going to go, but there are going to be those that will not. And yeah. I just don't want you to hang your head low just because you didn't get selected. Yeah, and that's that's great. And before uh, we continue on, uh, Ashley, I want to let everybody know the stream is actually about to get off in one minute. It's going to go into a private section of the podcast. If you do want to hear that, just call into the number 515-605-9847 if you want to continue listening. If not, it will cut off, but if you give it after the end of this, uh, you'll be able to click back in and, and hear the rest of the, of the show. But, Ashley, I think you... Um, you hit it right in the head when you when you mentioned that that uh, don't get discouraged. Um, I love that Derek called before you called, right? Because he Derek Majors had that 
you know, he was a quarterback that I, I honestly was shocked that did not get drafted. Um, I love mm-hmm. talking to him, and, and, and honestly, it was your show. <laughs> it was the the Madison versus uh, Ottawa show. Shad was in there as well. Derek was yeah. in there. Like there was a couple <laughs> people, right? And that's where I was able to really hear how these players are and amazing people, right? Derek Shad. I mean, everybody on in the, on the Portland fleet is just so amazing, so supportive, so awesome to have that vision and. Yeah, I mean, it's it just him being on and then you coming on here. And I think it, what, what amazes me mostly, Ashley, about yourself is that um, you are so supportive um, to the SFLM, right? Um, we're going to make sure that's not blowing up our ears there. Um, but right. you're so supportive to the league in general that I feel that you give such, you know, like not a lot of major people look at the minors the way you do. And you've always been supportive from first gen, right? First gen players coming out there, being such a support of the SFLM and you being such an intricate part of the SFL was so great to see because you made the minor players feel important, which is it, which I always agree. Like just because you're a minor player does not make you any less than any major player, right? Um, you're just somebody right. who found the league at this time and. I think the SFLM is a great pla- a great program to help people get to um, get to that next you know uh, 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 you know level in, in the majors. Like it's so easy. Like you, you're around people who are rookies. You're around people who are um, in the same boat as you, and you're all learning. And then you're in a, in, a, in a safe space on top of that, which is is awesome as well. And I think you do an awesome job of really supporting each and every one of these rookies. Um, for them to feel like, hey, in the majors we care too. I think that's really awesome or something that you do. Well, I appreciate it, Nelson, but the thing is, everybody was new at something at one point. And you would want to treat somebody how you would want to be treated, right? So when I came into the league, people welcomed me with with open arms. Um, I didn't think they would because I was a female and a male-dominated server pretty much. And so I thought they were, I thought you guys are looking at me like, she doesn't know anything about football. Like, why is she here? But it wasn't like that. And then yeah. when people found that I actually did know things about football, then that was the more, you know, it became more intriguing. But, you know, everybody has to remember where you came from. And that's why I do focus on rookies um, a lot because they want to, they're new. They don't really know what's, going on so you got to be that welcoming figure and it doesn't matter who you are you know especially GMs and owners you got to be sort of a welcoming figure to them because yeah. ultimately they, yeah. they may wind up on your team one day and that's yeah. the reason why some you know with some people in Arizona they refuse to go anywhere because I was there for them you know from the jump and they was like if I ever get on your team we're not going anywhere and I can always appreciate that. So do that. Yeah. Do it, you know. And, and I'm gonna say, you're the, these rookies are are the future people of this league, right? <clears throat> if you look at Gen One, they're you know first generation SFL players coming out. A lot of those folks are now general managers. Some are owners, right? So there's like. Mm-hmm. So many different types, and, and we all came from the same SFLM. 
And mm-hmm. that's not to discourage anybody. That's to get people to say, hey, look, you know, just because you're a rookie doesn't mean you're not going to – you're not going to be a rookie forever. You're eventually going to be a vet, and you eventually are going to do something in this league. So it it would be great to really embrace the players that are coming out of that, that you know, that program to show them, you know, the that we do respect that, that league, right? I, I, I watch every game. You know, I – try to talk to as many people as possible, right? You know, when I see some good things happening, and it's because I, I understand the, the rookie process. Uh, it's not, um, you know, I've been in your shoes before, so I know how it feels, and I want you to feel that you have a voice, and you have an ability to share who you are. Um, doesn't matter you're a rookie. You, you still have a voice in this league, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to provide that like you do as well. You know, I saw... Mm-hmm. Earlier today, I saw the the rookie draft show that you had put up, uh, the party that people send in yeah. videos and stuff, and um, you know it's, it's just little things like that that you do um, it, that, that that doesn't go unnoticed, and, and it is, I'm pretty sure every rookie really appreciates you, especially for uh, the time that you put in, as well as how you get a lot of them involved. I mean, you have Isaiah King the third, right? Um, Mm-hmm. involved heavily and I'm really, you know shout out to him for him putting out the mocks and then you know there's a couple other rookies like tonight we had Aaron uh, Aaron Alexander and um, you know speaking about broadcasting speaking about other sides of the league right like these are rookies who are bringing in you know bringing in substance to this league and, and it's really exciting and I feel like you have helped bring that out of a lot of people as well Hey, you know, like I said, and then even with those shows, like the one I did at the party, I not only do those for the rookies, but I do that for those. I do those for the owners and the GMs too, because it does kind of make your jobs easier to be able to see who you're drafting, actually hear their voices, hear what they're about. I'm asking the same questions that basically everybody else, every other GM, every other team asks the most important ones anyway. You know, so it's like I'm helping every team out by interviewing everybody for you. All you got to do is watch. Now, apologies, everybody that's listening for the show. Well, okay, I put it out at 7 o'clock, and then YouTube was tripping. YouTube and Drake was tripping. They were like, okay, no, Ashley, you can't play my song. Um, <laughs> so I got copyrighted until I erased it. So I erased it. And now you can actually watch yourself's show. So if you did not get a chance to see it earlier, you can now use the link to watch it. People be tripping, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I know, I, you know, that's why I'm so so cautious what I use on air. Yeah. Just because like so many copyright laws and you know something that you work so hard and you're not trying to steal the the music to make profit, but you know the 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 way they they protect music. I mean, they take it serious. So you gotta at least appreciate that. You know, I get it. I but, do. I get you it. Know, you, but I'm like, bro. First of all, this song is old. Secondly, like, I'm I'm not making no money off this podcast. What you think I'm trying to make some money <laughs> off you? Everybody know you. Everybody know you make this song, Drake. <laughs> you can give it up, Drake. Come on. But no, I mean that's that's the most yeah, difficult part about. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult part about the content side is trying to get music that is safe enough 
to be on air that people, you know, you won't get in trouble for later. But, you know, I think, again, you know, watching that, that you're right. It is so easy to put on your show or put on a show, right? Because, you know, if somebody who's Mm -hmm. on Dave Axe's show is a rookie that you're interested in on as well, that's another Mm -hmm. show to go on through. But it's so easy when you're going through your day-to-day errands, doing workouts or whatever it is, working, um, sometimes you can have something playing, right, that it's easy to, to, to digest the material and listen while doing something else. So um, you're right. I, th- I think getting to know those rookies and you get to know them in, in a way that's different. And that's what I kind of love about our love about our content side is that we all provide different ways of uh, giving content. And uh, we nobody has stepped on nobody's shoes. Not even, I mean, uh, Eddie's new show, right? Say with your chest is such a different show. It's a reactionary show. It's based on the audience's questions, and I don't think there's a question that Eddie won't touch as long as it doesn't affect Eddie as the owner. So exactly, it's it's again a different dynamic of the show. So it, it's just seeing everybody's different niches in in the market as we'll call it, right? Um, it's been really good, mm-hmm. really great and awesome. And um, I'm seeing, I'm hearing rookies talking about they're, they're going to provide their own content. So I'm always about it because mm-hmm. the more we can always have people's, you know, connecting with the SFL, the more we'll be able to grow. The more people say this is really cool and this is like the real mm-hmm. thing. So um, it, 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 I'm really excited to see what happens. And you, this season, don't have to draft in, in, in this year, right? You got your roster twenty and twenty. Um, but do you have any rookies that you you know, through the process that you have gone through that you may want to recognize, uh, that may not get the recognition that they do duly deserve. Uh, do you have any rookies that you do want to shout out uh tonight to, to, to give them a little bit more recognition before this draft tonight uh tomorrow? So I would probably say this is going to be a combination of people that have won, um, that were great at the game itself, like one player of the game, um, more than two times, um, people that I see active in the chat, and people that reach out and, you know, just help where they can. Um, I would say that's definitely Isaiah King III, um, uh, Axel Raven. Um, let's see. Kelsey Brown, Nate Ritters, first playing ability, Douglas Brown, of course Jimmy Hazard and his brother Mike Savage. Um I would say Paul T. Patois as well as Sonny J. Kickers. Jeez, um, it's so many people, man. Because I talk to a lot of these people, and whether they're contributing to some the league or whether they're just in the chat, they've they've all kind of made a mark. Um, oh man, it's, it's 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 so many. And it has been. I mean, there's been great rookies that I've spoken to on this show. Uh, Daniel Wright was great. Uh, Justin Rosai, yeah. uh, Justice Blackwell, Polly Truth, right? Polly Truth is pretty great. Polly if you didn't, Truth. if you haven't heard, See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, if you He's haven't heard Polly Truth, songs. 
Yeah, yeah. if you didn't hear his song, Radiation Nation, um, you know, again, he uh, he put all his teammates on the song, right, and, and made an anthem of his, uh, his, his Albuquerque Adams. And, you know, it's been great. Even, even you know, Tazzy earlier with Aaron was, was awesome to, to speak mm-hmm. to. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a lot of great rookies. And and not saying it takes a like I, I almost put it to the amount I felt like last season we didn't have that many rookies be drafted and they were mostly drafted by one team or a, a bunch of couple of teams, right? Mm-hmm. And this year feels a little bit bigger. I could be wrong, right? But it just feels a little bit bigger. Um and I feel like I've gotten to know a lot of rookies in this process and um I think this is going to be a, a every class is impactful in one way, shape, or form. But I feel like this is another impactful uh, group of people coming in uh, in this league. And uh, as sad as it's going to be that not everybody's going to get an opportunity, um, we still brought in some great people. Exactly, and that's the number one thing. Like I don't want you to just quit. You know, just because you didn't get selected. Most people are here to see their player on the field, yes, but they're here for the community and the friends that you made in your prospective locker rooms that will never change. Even when you go into the, the, the majors, you're still going to have that brother and sisterhood that you had back in the SFLM. Just like when you're, if you're a free agent, right? You had a camaraderie with your team. Hopefully it was a very good one. You know, and then when you leave to hopefully affect somebody else's locker room in in a positive manner, you know, you'll be able to kind of keep those same friendships that you formed, you know, back in the other one. So, you know, it's all all in how you treat people. But, yeah, rookies, I just don't want you guys to be discouraged, you know, and, and just feeling like you weren't good enough. Because I have talked to some people that weren't, you know, picked up last last season, and they were really upset. You know, they were in some of them. It was very surprising, but others, I had to remind them of the attitude that they displayed during the draft, during games, and you can't be like that and expect somebody to pick you up. I mean, people want positivity, but you were human too, so you get mad. I understand that too. Yeah. But it is about being respectful, and it is about having fun. Like we're, we're this is just a game, guys. Yeah. And right. um, but since then, that person decided that he was going to change, you know, change his tune. So we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Well, actually, I, I appreciate you again calling in. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I thought you were going to be part of the draft team again this year, uh, like you were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have such great knowledge of these rookies. Um, I think it's awesome that what you could bring in um, if you were on the draft show. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to your next podcast. I'm pretty sure you're going to be talking about where people are going. So I can't wait to hear that podcast, actually. Um, thank you again for, for joining me this evening. I, I appreciate it, and thank you for, for calling in. Anytime. No, so you know I got you, man. All right, Ashley. Talk to you then. Anytime. All right. So shout out to Ashley for um for calling in this evening. 
We have a couple other callers on the line, um, but uh, I'm not sure if you wanted to talk or not. Um, but if you do, I'll go to you in a second. I just want to kind of share some things. If you do want to talk, awesome. If you don't, um, it's fine as well. But uh, yeah, we uh, kind of what's coming up next, right? The draft. We got Saturday and Sunday's draft coming up. Um, I did want to go over some mocks. But due to time, we won't go over the mocks. But I do want to say, hey, for the people that did create mocks, thank you. Right? Um, thank you for taking the time and the effort to um, to do this, right? It's, it's a lot of fun. Any rookies that, that are looking at that and thinking that's end-all, be-all, no. <laughs> it's not. Uh, each team is looking at things differently. And, you know, through this process, hopefully, you know, if, if rookies have been, and anybody's been listening to the shows on, on Monday when we have team um, team showcases, you can see what teams are kind of looking for, right? And you can get an understanding. And some of us have commonalities and some of us don't. Um, so it's really hard to take everybody's viewpoint and really think, hey, this is where they're going to go. Um, I've seen some drafts that, that had a lot of consideration on certain, you know, certain mocks that, that, that seemed like they put a lot of effort into where they placed some people um, and, and some that gave great descriptions. So, it's fun. It's, it's, this is the moment to do so, right? And just like the NFL, this is the time where mocks can can give you, again, some kind of fun and satisfaction. Are they going to be right? Probably not, um, but there, there's a chance that they could be. And, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait to see um, what the draft brings. I can't wait to see, you know, who to go into the, <clears throat> to the majors, excuse me, and what happens from there. And I guess now I'm feeling more of this COVID shot, so we're going to cut this short. Uh, but I will check with the callers really quickly just to make sure there was nothing you want to add, and then we'll close out. So caller 708, you are on the air. What up, though? Oh, what's up, Eddie? How you doing, man? Nothing much, man. I got that COVID shot too, bro. That, that first one was cool, but that second one was a pain, bro. It knocked me out for a minute. Yeah. I, was, I was actually out of town, so I, I get it, bro. Hang in there, fam. <laughs> I just wanted to call in and show my respect for your show, man. For all these content creators out here, you know, I like to just call in and listen to all the shows and, you know, just show my love, man, because it's hard doing out here, doing this, all this work. And, you know, you want people to, to you know, Tune in and uh, pay the respect to yourself. So that's what I'm doing. I appreciate it, Eddie, man. Waiting for tomorrow. You know, say it with your chest. Episode two is on tomorrow. I think you said well, 4 p.m. Got a good one tomorrow. <laughs> so you know, it's 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 always the love is always reciprocated back because now you're in the, you're getting into the content side of things. And as you heard me speaking with Ashley, right? Everybody's bringing something different. And I love it, yeah. right? And, and I'm hearing rookies wanting to also create their own type of content and podcasts and everything else. So um, <clears throat> hearing that, and, and, you know, you're a huge supporter of content in this league. Um, I, it's just awesome to hear that we've inspired people to, to do more and, and to want to do more and, and bring out content. And everybody got different viewpoints. That's why I kind of like the mock, because the mock draft, you know, as much as it's, 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 it, it may not be 100%, 
um, the mock draft, it's fun to see because you're getting everybody's viewpoint. What this person, if they were a general manager, would, may do in your situation. Um, right, right. So I, I feel that that's, you know, again, cool to see. And I can't wait to see your show tomorrow because um, it's going to be awesome. And congratulations again for already having 20 of 20 spots filled up. You won't be drafting this season, um, which I'm pretty sure there's a couple rookies out there. Sad. And then they're going to be drafted by a great organization in Arizona. Um, but very oh, I was congratulations. <laughs> I almost had to make a move, man. I was uh... – I got, I got some, uh, man, it, it was close. I, I started talking to some rookies, me, S, and DJ. Shout out to them. I set it all up, but I was close. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's still awesome, though. You know, you and a couple other organizations are already at 20 of 20, um, so you get to kind of sit back, relax, and I think you're on tomorrow's broadcast, right, for the for the uh, draft yeah. itself, right? So I, I, I will be excited to see your your analysis um, of the you know of picks. I think it's always awesome to see. I, the one that I always want I want to ask you this, Eddie. In the season fifteen draft, you were you were on the panelist, right? And you keep on looking to the side of your screen and smiling and laughing a lot. So I'm wondering what was happening in that situation. If you remember, if you don't, it's all good. But if you remember in your season 15 uh, draft panelist self, that you kept on looking to the side and laughing, what, what what got your attention that was making you crack up so much in season 15's draft? In season 15, we drafted some people, and I was in contact with them the whole way. And I was praying, hoping and praying that no one picked them up. And uh, I, I was talking to them in my, in my front office, that whole night saying, yo, man, hope they fall, hope they fall, hope they fall. And uh, they, they were texting me and DMing me and calling me, hey, man, you know, so, so far, I haven't really got any calls. Then I got one at the last minute, like, I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. Someone <laughs> just hit me up and said they wanted to like, Oh, my God, no. So, yeah, that's what was going on, man. <laughs> well, I always wanted to ask you about it. And since draft is around the corner and you'll be on air tomorrow, um, yeah. I just wanted to get the inside scoop of where you were laughing at because I kept on seeing you. You were, like, smiling and stuff. I was like, man, somebody making Eddie crack up over there on camera. <laughs> we don't know who, right? Like, um, so it's, it's really awesome. And. I look forward to your show. I mean, before I, I, I let you go, Eddie, I mean, um, do you have any, since you're not drafting, right, do you have any advice for any rookies out there um, still looking to get on maybe on somebody's board? It is the night before the draft, and most teams have a game plan. But uh, any 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 advice that you'd like to share, uh, please do so. Number one, relax. Take a deep breath because it's going to be a nervous day. You're going to wonder if you're going to get called. Then day one's gonna go like some guys aren't gonna be drafted yet. They're gonna get nervous, you know. And and first of all, if you if you're a first season SFLM player, be patient. It's okay because the guys in the in the minor league they they progress their players a lot faster than the guys in the pros, as you know. And uh, so if you don't get drafted, it's just your opportunity to return to the SFLM, compete for another title down in the minor while also developing your player faster. But if you do want to get drafted and you don't want to return to that SFLM, 
just continue to do because I had I've been having guys DMing me left and right lately saying, Hey man, what can I do to get my name out there? Brother, reach up into that information channel, find out who all the owners and GMs of of, of all these teams are because they all listed and hit them up, say, Hey, this is my name. But don't just say something like, Hey, my name is so and so, I play quarterback, I'd be a great fit for your team. Tell them why. Tell them what you can do to help them on and off the field. Tell them about your personality. Tell them how you can help with potentially with graphics or scouting or collecting stats or anything uh, that'll help that team. You know, tell them what you do for a living. Tell them what, what some of your hobbies are, where you're from, what your interests are. And you may find out you have things in common that suddenly find them gravitating to you instead of someone else. So you just never know. It's a lot of competition out here. You got to do what you can to make yourself stand out amongst your peers. Yeah, and, and that that again, I I talked tonight. We had Derek Majors call in, right? And um, I heard he's from the crib too. I didn't know that. He, yeah, he's from the shy, right? Um, like yourself. Yeah, he, he grew up down the street from me, man. <laughs> and um, he was a story that I feel like rookie should hear because it it it, it wasn't expected, right? Um, we love Derek, like just as the person, the intensity he brought. I love the way he spoke about his team and, you know, football and everything else. So it, it, it was amazing. And he, he spoke and he said, hey, look, you know, like I made the decision and I said, hey, I, I wanted, I only want to play for Portland. And that was a game day decision. That was like the day of the draft. You know, we had to, to change the board around to make that happen. And it was one of the greatest moments in my, you know, in the sense of how quickly, like somebody wanting to come to our team, a team in season 15 who we were just starting out. And, uh, and, and it was somebody like Derek Majors, man. It was awesome. But he shared that to the rookies tonight for them to know, hey, that you can make it, right? Maybe you really like a team and, you know, it, it can, it, at that time it was a little different, right? Because we had that whole um, uh, supplemental and then we had the secondary build and all that stuff, right? But like I shared tonight, I said, hey, if you were like, let's just say an example of fullback, maybe you might want to look at tight end, right? Because that's typically the, the path you can move your player to, right? Uh, look at some right. of your positions now and see what other places you can go to and then reach out to those teams and say, hey, look, you know, maybe I'm not on your board for fullback, but if you need a tight end, I see you need one. Hey, I'll be happy to be there for you if that's what they want to do. If not, and it's their second year, well, I guess you're going to have to give up that player and go back into the to the minors. But at least you can look at that, that differently and spend a, a few more seasons in the minors again before coming up, right? Like, it's, I think what you're sharing is great, and hopefully rookies hear that. That's, that's why I've been doing these shows all this time is, is to just give advice because, you know, some people are, are scared to go up to vets and scared to go up to people who've been here for a while and say, hey, how do I be like you? Right, so I think in a non-threatening way, we do this show helps helps people get those answers. So I appreciate Eddie, man. I can't wait to see you tomorrow uh, on on your show itself, as well as on the draft, um, you know, panel, and hopefully Portland's pick will, will put a smile on your face. Uh, we'll see, and, and I can't wait to hear your uh, draft analysis on the person we pick. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Well, appreciate it, Eddie. You have a good night, man. Thank you again for calling. Let me you, you now and I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, nah, man, I can't, but I promise you when it does happen, uh, there's a reason why Jacob bought an orange orange uh, uh, tuxedo because he wants to look right for our, for our future pick. So uh, I promise it'll be somebody you guys like. That's what's up. I look forward to it, man. All right, Eddie. I appreciate it, man. Have a good night. You too, buddy. And last caller of the evening before we close this out, uh, phone number 315, you're on the air. Hey, Nelson. Bob Funk. What's up, Bob? Man? This is a Portland day today, huh? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I heard Derek call it. I had to call and listen to the end and, you know, represent. <laughs> well, well, Bob, you get the uh, ultimate pleasure of sharing some advice to some rookies tonight. Um, it is draft ease. Right, uh, you have your own story as well, um, with how the draft went for yourself, right? And I think, you know, again, the team that might have skipped on you made a big mistake, but we picked we picked up on that mistake, and we're so happy to have you in Portland. You got your first uh, SFL pro nod uh, in a position that you switched over to. So, um, any advice that you have for rookies, or, or, or speaking about, you know. Uh, anything that rookies can really learn from tonight before their big dance on, on Saturday and Sunday? I mean, I just say stay, stay next to your Discord. Re- reach out to all the GMs and everybody you've been talking to because you may think you're going to go one place and somebody will follow them that they didn't think would be there and, you know, you're going to go out elsewhere. So just keep your options open. That's my best advice for all the rookies. Keep your options open. And Bob, you know, um, it, you know, your draft was my big, was myself, Mel's, and, and Jacob's biggest draft class, right? And uh, seeing you guys yep. grow, we, you know, we went from one pro in the SFL, you know, in the in the SFL All Star game, to now having four pros in the SFL, um, you know, pro games, and it, it's like. It's an honor having you, man. Everything you do for us on and off the field and, and uh, you know, the way you represent us in, in Gen Chat and in different platforms on Dave Axis' show, right? I mean, you got nominated for, um, you know, an, an Axie. Is that what we're calling them? Or Axis Live yep, Award? Yep. Me and Art, me and Art were <laughs> right? you and Art. nominated. And, and that season 15 draft, I mean, I've sat through, I've watched season 15 draft, 16 draft, and just always had a smile on my faces because each and every one of you guys, we, we hand-selected, and it's been a, a pleasure to see it all unfold. Um, you guys trust in us like we trust in you, um, and, and you want to see it successful like we want to see you successful. And I'm so happy to be able to have you, Shaw, Derwin, you know, Mel represent us on the field when, when those games eventually happen, right? Um, yep. But... You know, it's just this is awesome, man, and this is where it shows you like you really, if you really put your time and effort in this draft, you can find amazing people like yourself. And you're right, and I mean, <laughs> I knew you weren't going to be there past 22 at that that year, um, so we knew we had to scoop you up um, beforehand because I mean, you had a team that that potentially would have scooped you up by then, and they decided to go somewhere else. And when that moment I saw you were there, I was like, boom, Bob Funk, put it in there, right? Um, and you've and you've done an amazing job, and then from transitioning from nickel to, to to free safety, and then dominate in that role. 
so awesome, man. We didn't skip a beat uh, from Dakota to yourself, and you know, um, it's been really awesome, man. Like this, this draft has a lot of attachments um, because of people like yourself. Art, I mean, Gene came out of there. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, oh, the then, list, the list for that season fifteen. I mean, I think everybody but Dakota and and Connor. Everybody for but Dakota and Connor has stuck around. Yep. Yeah, and and that means a lot, right? Like, you 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 guys were uh, players of your word, right? You were like, hey, we want to be here, and we're all about Portland. And you guys have been approached in the off season, right, to to <laughs> go play somewhere else. I mean, you guys kind of, you know uh, kindly declined because you guys believe well, you in know. what we we bring um, as an organization. So you know, I appreciate it. I, I mentioned on air on Monday show that uh, my best moment as a general manager has been this season knowing that I, I signed 19 of my 20 players back and then we're going to bring in a, a person into our organization uh, on Saturday and there we go and potentially in the next few seasons it's going to be us going forward right and that's exciting yeah. because we got this we got that vision we got that advice from from great owners like Eddie and and, and other people that said, you want to build a team that will always stick together. And I think we have that. And I think we have a locker room that is, I, I love our locker room because I feel like our locker room isn't demanding. Um, it's not like a needy locker room, um, but it's a supportive well, locker room. we have room. a good time in there when we talk. Yeah. We all have a yeah. good time. We start chatting. Yeah. And we, and we, and we have, enjoy we each other. We're not the yeah. most active, but we always have a great time when we're, when we get in there chatting. Yeah, and then on game days there, when Mel broadcasts the games, and we get you know fifteen, seventeen people in there to watch the game all together. It's amazing. It's it's fun. I I can't. I won't give up any of that, right? Um, for anything because it's so fun being side by side with you guys watching these games, and 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 going through these emotions that we have when we're doing great and when we're doing bad, and then helping one another understand it. And I. I and I think my favorite moment, I don't remember the exact game, but I remember the instance. So I remember there was a game that we lost and we were pretty devastated. Um, you know, the front office staff, we first went to chat with each other because we didn't want to bring any type of negative energy back into the locker room. Yeah. And uh, we go into the locker room because we're about to, you know, talk to you guys. And then I just see messages flood in of you guys saying, don't worry about it, guys, we got this, that are, you know, vets, rookies, everybody just chiming in and being like, hey, don't even let this bother you. We're going to keep it moving. And as a general manager, as, as somebody who has so much pride in this, in this organization, and people, and you're right, we're not active people, so people don't really know this side of the story or know these kind of situations. Um... But but you know that was the that was the best thing as a general manager man like I you guys were uplifting each other you didn't need your leadership to do that you guys were your own leaders to do it yourself and uh, we came in there and I, that inspired me that made me as a general manager feel a different level of pride and it. it made me see like man we really did draft some great people um, that I, that I think the league doesn't really know a hundred percent. But we know 100%, and um, I wouldn't trade none of you guys, you know, for anything. You know, having you guys believe in us, that that's, you know, we believe in you like you guys believe in us. So, um, but anyway, Bob, before we, we cut it off, um, anything you want to add uh, at all before before we get out of here tonight? 
No, I'm good, Nelson. Just go fleet. Let's let's get in the playoffs this year. Let's get into the playoffs, man, and uh let's let's see who we get to uh put us in the playoffs tomorrow evening. So yeah, um, I know you're as excited as I am. DM me that after the show who we're going with. <laughs> I got you, Bob. All right. Well, you have a good night, all right? Thank you again for listening. You, you too, Dawson. Have a great night. <laughs> so, again, thank you again for everybody who called Bob Funk, Eddie Gage, Ashley Jackson, my boy Derek Majors. Um, shout out to Tazzy Blackwell, linebacker for the Birmingham Fuel. Um, Aaron Alexander, uh, fullback for the Lexington Miners. Appreciate it. This has been so much fun coming back, getting to know rookies, getting to know organi- organizations um, as well has been really cool through the Monday shows. It's awesome being back. Um it's, this has just been amazing, and I'm really excited to see whatever what rookies do. Um, you guys get drafted or not? Hey, you guys have a place to call, person to reach out to. Uh, but with that being said, uh, Monday show will go over what the draft was about, um, and then we will see how Friday shows will go after that. Um, maybe be speaking to our potential uh, rookie uh, selection on that Friday show. So listen out there. Uh, with that being said, you have a wonderful evening. I'm your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano, signing out. Uh, you have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you on Monday.